Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 91 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm your host, Colin Colhoven, joined, as always, by Daryl Fuimano, the leg day man himself. How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> I mean, you said it yourself, leg day man, so I am actually pretty tired, man. <laughs> that leg day absolutely crushed me. It's good you're not neglecting the legs, though, or leg day, because that's a common mistake from what I understand. <laughs> it is, man. I feel like most people focus up on the upper body, but, you know, you got to be balanced. You got to work everywhere. And leg days, they're always rough, but you actually feel pretty good once you get through the workout. Oh, definitely. Do you like um, any sort of cardio for part of the leg day, or is it all like the squats and leg presses and stuff like that? Um, well, today, leg day landed on recording day, obviously, so I didn't really have a ton of time to get through a lot of the stuff I wish I could have. I usually try to warm up first, like on the treadmill, but I just went straight into heavy lifting. Well, before I did that, I actually did stretching and all that, but yeah, I went straight into the heavy lifting, try to get in and out of the gym, you know, rush back home, get something to eat, and just shower and be ready for the show. Hell Yeah. That's efficiency right there. Thank you very much, sir. And I hum, uh, I'm hoping your legs continue to be swole, you know? Eventually, you're just <laughs> going to bust out of your pants. You're just gonna be, <laughs> your quads are going to be too ripped. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's always so funny, though, to your point about people who just work up or work out in their upper body, right? And then their legs are these, like, tiny little skinny things. And you're like, what the hell? Like, what is going on? You got chicken legs, you know? You're just like an inverted pyramid on top of chicken legs. So odd. So odd. It is. It's, it's always hard not to stare because it's like, oh, man. It's like the one thing I check out are people's legs, and it's just so weird because I'm like, okay. You, you can kind of get an assumption on if they work their legs out or nothing or, or not. It's weird. I try not to look, but I'm just, like, always tempted to stare at people's legs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's – well, I mean, you just don't get to show them off most of the time probably, so a lot of people don't focus on them as much. It's like it's really obvious if you're jacked and you're in, like, a shirt, you know, but it's less obvious if someone has, like, worked out their lower body, if they're wearing jeans or whatever. It's kind of hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. Well, very good, sir. Thank you for joining me. I know it's been busy for you, so I appreciate you taking the time to join us this fine evening for another episode of the show. And we are also joined by Slugger. Hello, sir. Slugger underscore JD. Hello. Arm, How you doing? Arm day man himself. I did. Eh, eh. The does, running like, man. Pick, does picking your kids up? count as arm day or no well how heavy are they uh, one, <laughs> are they like little chunkers 30, or are they <laughs> no they're like little bags of sand one's 30 the other's 20 <laughs> okay i'd say so that's kind of like you know in the weight range you're doing they're keeping me from being obese mm. i'll at least give them that oh well, i have to move a little bit more than if i didn't have them you're still doing running though i know you posted a, a couple runs in the discord somewhat recently mm. so that's good that'll help you too Actually, I haven't in a while. I think probably two weeks ago was my last one. I so I need to get back into it because I have a like a fitness test here in October, mm -hmm. and I don't want to I don't want to jinx it and say the weather's starting to get cooler. But we've sat we've had some cooler days, and I'm like, man, I need to take advantage of this. And hopefully, once we get into September, it cools off a little bit more, and I can really go hard and get back into it. Totally, I I definitely understand what you mean. In the summers, it's like. It's just tough because you get home from work and you want to run right away and get it done, but it's too hot. So you end up having yep. to 
invert your schedule, try to eat a really early dinner so you've digested in like a two hours time so that you can run at like 8 p.m. and then like shower and go to bed. Yeah, it's really weird. I was doing great in the spring because I was able, like you said, I was able to get home from work and immediately go out because it was only, you know, 70, 80 degrees. And God, when it's 90 plus in the middle of the day, like the last couple of weeks, I know the whole country was going through a heat wave the last couple of weeks, but like we had some days where it's like 105 out. On top of that, it's like 80, 90, 100% humidity. So you step outside and you just feel like you just start sweating in minutes mm-hmm. and you're not even doing any, anything yet. Um, so yeah. yeah, I need the weather to cool off to really like dive back into it. Yep. I, I agree. The winter running is the best because any time of day, it doesn't really matter. It's cool enough. You know, it's yeah, just like you, just whenever, go. yeah, whenever you got times totally fine. Uh, if it's super cold, I could see that being an issue too, but it doesn't really get that cold for us here. So it's never been a problem, but either way, sir, glad you're here. Welcome. Continue to do the, uh, pull-ups and push-ups with your kids <laughs> or yep. whatever other i don't know maybe you'll do the uh the bench press a child do, per, a child I, per hand I, I bench press them not a child per hand but i mean they're a little bit lighter than a bar my older one yeah but i'll bench press her and after doing you know 30 or 40 of them even though she's light it's like ooh, my arms are a little <laughs> sore <laughs> well uh, the bar is 45 right i should yeah. know okay okay yep there you go fantastic welcome sir and again, welcome to all the listeners to episode 91 of the show. It's one of the few ones in recent memory where we actually don't have a special guest. When I was looking at our last slate of episodes, it's basically three of the last four had special guests, which is kind of crazy. So we're back to back to the trio here, back to the TriCast, if you will. I'm pretty excited about it. We've got a couple housekeeping things to get into first before we do our typical run of the show. Some plat shout outs, Patreon questions, and then this week reviewing some trophy lists for you all. Let's get into it. First thing I wanted to talk about and basically shout out one last time, it's the last month of the race. So, of course, if you hadn't registered already, you can't register anymore. But if you're looking to make a play for second or third because first place is pretty far in advance of the other two, um, remember to continue to post your trophies and your platinums, 100% in the uh, or 100% with games with no plats, rather. DLC doesn't count, but in the plat shot channel. And thank you to Slugger for continuing to update those totals in the leaderboard. A lot of plat shots in there over the last... I mean, I can't believe it. The race has basically been going for this long already. It just seems... Yeah. It's pretty wild. But um, we're coming up on the final bit of it here, which is exciting. Anything you guys want to add about that? No, yeah. I think... I mean, I don't want to call the race early, but first place is pretty locked in with <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lee War. Uh, my guy or gal, uh, my, my trophy hunter friend has 81 games completed 649 and a half points now that was last updated probably about two weeks ago i'm a little bit behind in the updates right now Mm -hmm. but at the time 600 we'll call it 650 points and second place reina with 377 points at the time so i don't know they're pulling away i do know they're like the number one trophy hunter in their country so whatever they're doing it's working yeah um Clearly a professional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of the, I think, uh, what was the one they got recently that was really, really quick? Oh, Remnant 2 was was already posted by them. And I was like, what? That game, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. So fast. It's a, we'll talk about it later, but it's a surprisingly fast game if luck goes your way. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm curious to hear about it. I haven't looked at that trophy list, like, at all. So 
Okay. Yeah, good. I'm very curious. Very good. Well, yeah, remember to continue to post those. And, of course, prizes for first, second, and third place. This time, that's the change that we made. We made the race longer. Prizes for the top three there. And we're going to be doing something different after the race ends. And it's going to be patron only, as we've talked about before. So news on that to come in the future. Okay, moving on. I've got a little mini game for you guys. I figured we're not going to do the guessing game in the beginning. We haven't solidified what we want to do per episode, like as a recurring thing. So I'm just going to do something random for this time, okay? So I need you to clear your minds, and I have three franchises for you. What we're going to be doing is I have looked at these franchises, and I have found the average percentage of the Platinum trophies for the franchise on PlayStation 4. Mm. And I'm going to have you guys guess what you think that average is, but also just kind of tell me, and it doesn't have to be formally submitted. Anywhere, you know, we're just, we're just going to talk about it, what you guys think the lowest and the highest is for those series as well. So does that make sense? I've got three franchises. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the games that are in it, and then you, we'll, we'll have a little quick chat about it. That sound good? Yep. Okay. Sure. All right, Daryl. We're starting with Dark Souls. All right, so here's the deal. Here's what I did. I looked at Dark Souls Remastered and Dark Souls for the PS3, Demon Souls for the PS3 and the PS5, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Dark Souls 2 and 3, and Elden Ring. Okay, so I put basically all their Souls games together. Now I'm curious what you think the average Platinum percentage is for all of those games. So it's basically what I did is I added the percentage, so it's nine of them, and then added up the total and divided it by nine. So this is... <clears throat> This is an idea of how hard we think these games are, because we always talk about how FromSoft games have abnormally high platinum completion percentages relative mm -hmm. to how tough the games are. But what do you think that actually equates to in terms of an average? If you have an idea, feel free to shout it out. I don't, you know, don't want to make you rush to a conclusion, but I was just, just curious what you guys thought. I've been historically bad at these in your lightning round games, so <laughs> I, I'm going to throw out the first number that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with like 62%. 62%. Okay. Very good. And mm. Slugger, what about you? That seems very high. I'm going to say like 29. All right. So Slugger, you're saying 29. Daryl, you said... 60 something. Daryl, what was it? 63? 62. 62. Apologies. Okay. And then just quickly, you know, I'm not like going to keep track of this like long term, but we're, we're going to just look at each of these individually. What do you think the most common platinum is of those that I listed? So for all the Souls games, which one do you think is the most common? You don't have to give me the number, just which game you think is the most common. I'd say Bloodborne. Okay. Ooh, interesting. <clears throat> Slugger? I'm going to say Elden Ring. Elden Ring. All right. And then opposite, which do you think is the least common? Daryl, we'll go to you first. I'm going to say Sekiro. Oh, okay. All right. And Demon yep, go ahead. Demon Souls PS3. You said you broke them up, right? Yeah, there is. So I do have Demon Souls from the PS3 and Dark Souls from the PS3. Everything else is PS4 versions. Um, yeah. except for Demon Souls PS5, I felt like was a separate entry because it's, you I feel know. like a Demon Souls PS3. Okay. Final answer. Final answer. All right. Very good guys. So you'll be happy to know that, uh, between the two of you, you pretty much nailed all of it in some way, shape or form, right? You're, so both of your <laughs> averages were actually a little bit high. So the average is 22.66%. And okay. 
the the most common game among the franchise to have platinum is indeed Elden Ring, the PS4 version of Elden Ring. Bloodborne is sitting at a 21.64%. Elden Ring is at 34.24%. So pretty darn high, actually. Like over one out of three people, which is nuts. And then the least common is actually, yeah, Demon Souls for the PS3, but only by like 0.01. So it's 16.09. And Dark Souls for the PS3 is 16.11, which is crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, you basically, you got it all between the two of you. Is anything surprising to you in that data of of the average for that or of the games? It's not surprising because I've like I've researched just about all of these games at one point or another. I think like the Souls genre in general, I guess from soft games in general surprised me with how common they are. Yeah. Because they're not only are they like challenging as hell, like just the gameplay wise, but like they're normally pretty I don't know, like weird, weird platinums like Demon Souls. You had the world tendency and the character tendency, and that like there's always something weird. Dark Souls, you had to like unlock all the items and spells and rings and so on and so forth. And doing that required like multiple playthroughs if you weren't following a guide. Like there's a lot of like weird intricacies to unlocking the platinum. It's not like so. Not only is the gameplay hard, but they're pretty like convoluted list if you're not following a guide. I agree entirely. So, so yeah, not surprising just knowing the history of, of FromSoft games and how the fans are of those games, but it's still a little surprise just in general. Right. Daryl, anything that jumps out to you from, from those numbers? Uh, Not really. As soon as Slugger said, that seems a bit high, I knew I already lost. <laughs> you were trying so hard to like do a different style of guest than you normally do as well. That's the sad, you know, I, felt, I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it, it's just such a weird thing to me. We talk about it all the time on the show, how common the Platinums are for these games. And then looking at it, so the, the idea for this initially came to me because I did... I did two other franchises. I will ask you guys which one you want to do, because I think we should just do two of them. And I wanted to compare these franchises to see, because all of these have like a lot of titles in their, in their uh, list. So the other two franchises I did were Final Fantasy or Resident Evil. Which of those do you want to do? More inclined to go with Resident Evil. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So very good. So... I, like I said, went through and I did all of the mainline titles, their PS4 versions. Now, a couple of caveats, because RE4 Remake is out, I did not include the 100% percentage for the original RE4, the one that didn't have a platinum. I also did not include any of the spin-off games, such as Resistance, RE-verse. I didn't include Revelations 1 or Revelations 2. I did include Code Veronica X. So these are the games. You've got Resident Evil Remake, Resident Evil Zero, Resident Evil 2, 3, and 4 Remake, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 8, and Code Veronica X, which is the PS4 version of the PS2 game. So, let's go again. What do you think? We'll do the same ordering. So, we'll talk first about what we think the average platinum percentage is for the franchise. We started with Daryl last time, so Slugger, let's go to you first. Once you have an answer, no rush. What do you think the average platinum percentage is? What did we say the Souls games were? The we said the average Those for the Souls like games were twenty two point six six. 
I bet it's less. I'm going to say 19. Okay. Daryl, what do you think, sir? Go with seven. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. So then same other questions or uh, same questions rather as the first go around. So we're going to go, we'll start with which game we think is the most common platinum and then which we think is the least. Slugger, we'll start with you. Which of the mainline Resident Evil titles in the PS4 version is the most common platinum? Mm. I'm stuck between two or three remake. I'm going to go with three remake just because it's a tad shorter. Okay. I like your logic there, sir. Daryl, what about you? What do you think? I'm going to go with RE2 remake. Okay. All right. Very good. Village. Village was an easy plat, too. Yeah, Village was an easier one as well. But, uh, okay, interesting. So let's go with then the least common of them. The least common platinum among the mainline titles as well as Code Veronica X. Uh, am I going first again? You are. Sorry, I should have said that. You okay. are going, yeah. <laughs> I got wrapped up looking at the numbers, I'm, making sure I was doing the, the calculation right on this one. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, God, Code Veronica looked awful, but I'm going to say zero, Resident Evil zero. Mm. I'm not sure. The classic RE0, notoriously difficult in the Resident Evil community. Not necessarily from a platinum perspective, but just in terms of like, it's one of the harder games, definitely. Daryl knows that very well. Daryl, what do you think? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Gut's telling me go with RE1. All right. Very good. Okay, guys. So the average. Now, quick, quick little side here. When I initially did this, I included Resident Evil Revelations and Revelations 2. And when I did that, the average was 15.2%. However, I removed Revelations 2 because its platinum percentage is 3.13%, which is Holy by crap. far the lowest among all of them. And I felt like it was an unfair representation. So I pulled both of those out. And with that, the average came to 17.04% as the answer. So yeah, Daryl, when he said 7 at first, I was like, oh, he's going to say 17. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, yeah, he's going to get it. <laughs> I thought you were going to like price his right slugger, you know, just go right below him. Uh, so yeah, 17.04%. Or the PS4 versions for everything. And in terms of the most common Platinum, you would have both been really correct if RE4 Remake hadn't come out. Because RE4 Remake out of nowhere jumped up and is now the most common Platinum among the franchise, sitting at 33.12%. Now, RE3 Remake is at 32.88, so this barely is, is higher at this point. So, yeah, interesting one there. RE4 Remake coming up, which is so strange to me because that's a long game, too, as we, as we all know. Many playthroughs of a long game. And, yeah, I, yeah go ahead. I burnt myself out on it. <laughs> it's yeah. so many playthroughs. It's, what, four playthroughs for the plat, I guess. If you want to buy, you can buy the boost and drop it down to, like, two or three or something like that. But even still, like, that's a long game to get through. It is. It is. I think, I can't remember if I did it in five or something. I don't think I did it in as few as you possibly could. I'm pretty sure I did five or six playthroughs. Just, oof, it broke all of us. So, yeah, RE4 Remake, the most common. So the least common, you guys were, oh, man. Woo. All right. So, so you said RE0. 
Daryl, you said RE1. It is RE1 with 6.06%. It is very close to an ultra rare. Not quite there. Like I said, the only thing that was even close to that was Revelations 2, which was at 3.13%. So after that, yeah, it's um, they're all pretty low. And the only one that's other, other than that that's under 10 is Code Veronica X at 9.37%. So yeah, anything jump out to you guys there? Daryl, you're more familiar with the Resident Evil franchise than the Dark Souls ones in general, right? So what do you, what do you think? Does this seem pretty much what you expected? Uh, I, 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 I suppose. I, I just felt like those games were a little bit harder in general. Um, you know, they have like certain trophies that just make or break playthroughs like speed runs, um, you know, the the harder difficulty runs. Those personally, in my opinion, have always been like the bane for me when it comes to like Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure those are pretty hard for other people as well. I mean, I, I don't like them, but it kind of just the experience a little bit better it's like i i just have to suck it up and get through it but overall they they're basically the norm for the series yeah yeah well said some of those challenge runs on the earlier on zero and remake one in particular has some weird ones with the knife only run right which they have a similar one in re4 remake but you can use the pistol as well so you have a knife only run you also have invisible enemy mode uh real survivor mode yeah all kinds of shit so RE1 remake, pretty pretty nuts. Slugger, anything that jumped out to you is weird here before we move on? No, I was wondering why Revelations 2, I guess 1 and 2, were so drastically different. Is that because of that Mercenaries mode? Or so, whatever that, that raid mode is? I don't know what they call it. Yeah, so ma- raid mode is in Revelations 1 and 2. Re- Revelations 1 Platinum is 8.85% for, for perspective there. So it's still higher than... You know, a couple other ones. Um, that one in the raid mode is a pain in the ass and really grindy. Revelations 2 has this game mode called Countdown Mode and also has invisible enemies as, a, as like two different game modes you have to do. Countdown Mode is basically when you kill an enemy or you find different like pickups around the map, your timer extends and you have to get through the entire game on that. You might even have to get S ranks on all of those, if I recall. And then, yeah, you have to do the game on invisible enemy mode. So I think that's why that one is so low. Not to mention it's a spin-off title, so probably not as common for people to play as RE1 Remake. But it's a pretty intimidating right. trophy list, for sure. And I have it started, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I bought them. Like, I own every Resident Evil. I just... Those early ones... Not, I guess those aren't early. Like, Zero scares me. Code Veronica scares me. The Revelations 1 and 2 scare me. I don't yep. know. They're like... It's similar to Dark Souls. They're kind of common for the challenge they possess but they're they're intimidating list yeah yeah totally i i definitely agree those early ones basically once you get to re2 remake and onward you know like re2 3 and 4 remake all are pretty simple re5 you know re7 and 8 are actually yeah underneath those at 11 and 15 percent respectively so pretty interesting the, de- the series does get easier once you get up to that point for sure but very good, guys. Yep. So I, I still have stats on Final Fantasy. Maybe at some point we'll look at those. But I, uh, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Thanks for playing. Much appreciated. Another quick thing to talk about. We can just be here for a minute or so. I just wanted to pick your brain, Daryl, because I know both of us went to the movies and saw TMNT Mutant Mayhem. And both of you guys are going to be appearing on a show that's recording in a few days. And you're going to be talking about 
Shredder's Revenge. Oh my God, Shredder's Revenge. Excuse me. <laughs> so TMNT is on the mind, so to speak. I'm just kind of curious what you thought about it, Daryl, because I thought the movie was fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually was really good. You know, I didn't know a ton about this movie. It was one of those movies that kind of flew under the radar for me. Like I had known it was coming out, but. Now, after you had posted in the Discord that you went to go see it, and then just right around the corner, you know, Slugger and I are going to be recording, you know, um, an episode about Shredder's Revenge. I figured I'd just go and watch the movie myself as well, and I enjoyed the movie a lot. It was it was really fun. You know, I went with my wife. We checked it out. I didn't know anything about this movie. I just thought I was going to see the Ninja Turtles up against Shredder, you know, mm -hmm. classic battle, mm -hmm. but it was totally not what i expected it was so good i really liked that all of the turtles kind of had their own personality which really made it great because it's just like they're actually teenagers but they all kind of have like their they all kind of have their their flavor you know that, that yeah totally stand out no i really like Raphael. like i always knew Raphael was always like the bruiser he, he was ready to do battle and he was probably like the biggest one out of all of them. He had a tooth missing, so you could tell he was like just getting into fights all the time. Yeah. And Donatello was cool. He was like the the geeky one out of the group. He had like his little gadgets and, and stuff like that. So it was really cool that all the turtles had their own personality. And the, the fight scenes were cool, man. I really liked the fight scenes, especially the one where they go and take down like all the gang leaders. Like each one was like oh, yeah. a different, like busting up and bust, busting open the door. It was like a different turtle, and then, then it was just like you know a, a side scrolling scene where they're just taking out dudes. It was really good. I I enjoyed the movie a lot. Oh yeah, I'm glad you brought that scene up because I don't, it's not really spoilery to say just in terms of the way they constructed the shot, right? Like you said, it's kind of a side scroller. It totally to me seemed like on purpose throwback to some of the old TMNT side scrolling fighting games. And there was even a couple points in the movie where like the music would kick up and it was kind of like uh like chiptune sort of like old NES or SNES style. Did you catch that as well, Daryl? I didn't really catch it. Um, I missed that part, but I was just... Honestly, I don't really remember a ton of the music, except for the Annie Up song. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you, you got That song had me fired up. <laughs> yeah, there's, tri there's a Tribe Called Quest in there, too. Like The soundtrack is, I think, pretty darn good all around. Just like the Into the... Or Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack was for that movie. A couple banger animated movies recently. Seriously. And I, and I would say that this one has on par with like a cool style of animation obviously they're not in a multiverse in the tmnt movie so you can't be as like weirdly creative with how you use that animation but i think given that it's like it all just takes place in new york i thought it was super super cool and um yeah i don't know i really recommend it definitely go check it out i know oppenheimer and barbie and you know mission impossible have kind of been these big movies recently and those are probably all great as well but I was, you know, just don't forget about TMNT Mutant Mayhem. I think it's it's quite good. So I haven't seen it, but I want to chime in on the animation front. Um, I mean, you would never guess it. I never guessed it. But the new Puss in Boots movie is actually, like, really freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. On the animation front. Yeah, I watched that with, with uh, Stephanie and my mom somewhat recently. Very good. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's on and Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah, and this one will come to Paramount Plus, Mutant Mayhem, eventually. So, I don't know. Not a lot of people don't have Paramount Plus. But if you do, you can watch it there when it comes out. What are you going to say, Daryl? 
Um, it took me the entire movie to finally figure out who the voice actor for Splinter was. Oh my god! Yeah. I could not figure out who it was <laughs> for the entire movie. But then I was like, it sounds so familiar. Like for some reason, I kept thinking of the bad guy from um, a Kurt Russell movie, the the Big Trouble and oh, Big little... Trouble in Little China. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking of that bad guy, but mm. then I'm like, it doesn't sound like him. Then finally, I was like, "It's Jackie Chan." <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, the voice acting. Yeah, it was cool. Is really good. Did you? So my favorite character, uh, Daryl, was the gecko <laughs> guy, and <laughs> yeah, like I, he had me cracking up. Do you know who that was? Do you, do you know who voice acted that? <laughs> What's up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, nah, a, I don't. it's Paul Rudd. Oh, what? Yeah. No yeah. When I, when I found that out, I was so shocked. It's like, were you joking? I can me? totally see that now. I can too, but it's just, I oh my God. In, in the moment, I never would have guessed it. That character is fucking hilarious, man. Oh my. Paul Rudd. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of big names in that movie. Absolutely. I didn't catch Paul Rudd's name, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Post Malone was in it, I think, as well. Yeah, anyway. There's a, there's a really good voice cast. So go and check it out, folks. Go and check it out. Very good. Oh, uh, Slugger, you wanted to quickly touch on another game that's going on in, uh, in some Discord stuff, right? So I'll throw it over to you. What do you got to say about, about this particular yeah, game? This, so this is more so a shout-out. It's too late to join. Uh, signups are closed, but one of our community members, uh, Reyna, and I say this in the best way possible, who has been terrorizing our community races and making us casual trophy hunters like quiver in our boots. <laughs> yeah. Um, they went and created their own tournament, and this is like a multi-week, maybe even, I don't know how long this is going to be. A lot of things are like up in the air, but it's like, amazing the amount of work that reina put into this so they created their own discord and about half the game is role play and about half the game is trophy hunting like i guess the actual like tournament side of stuff is trophy hunting but there's a lot of stuff you can do on the role play side in the discord to like give you a leg up and get you bonus points based off whatever you're like currently doing and so it's called reina game it's a spin-off of squid game and there was about 120, 130 players that signed up. And I signed up because I'm like, I want to go check this out. I want to support the community, see what type of stuff they're doing. And I'm like weirdly hooked. Me and our own Pat, the trophy hunter, are in there. We're on the same team right now for the current game we're doing. But like, it, <laughs> it's so strange how into this I got or have gotten. Um, so... Role play scenario, we're in Discord. It's all pretend. We're not actually doing this stuff, but like you're dropped in and you have the game master who is Reina, and they're like, Hey, welcome to Reina Game. You have been assigned dorms, and each dorm was given like hints and clues. So I was in dorm 11, and they like broke the dorms up into separate channels. So I could see dorm 11's channel, and I couldn't see anything the other like dorms are doing. Okay. But, but then there was other channels that were, like, bigger, like the actual building, and there was, like, public spaces. And there was, like, a bar and a pool area and a cafe. And you could go, like, go into these different channels that were, like, public and, like, 
talk to people from other dorms and like trade information if you want like but every dorm was given different clues at the very start so like i forget what my dorms like perk was we could either pick an item of our choosing or not of our choosing pick a random like item that would help us or gain a like valuable piece of information about what the upcoming game was i chose the item and it was a teleporter which let me teleport to any other dorm i wanted uh and i could do it two times for myself and once for someone else i could just teleport any other player to a dorm i wanted so i teleported to bat to pat's dorm so i could link up with someone i knew and then i teleported Zachary, who's another community member in the trophy talk podcast discord transported or teleported him to our dorm so the three of us are like oh yeah we're teaming up this is great <laughs> but then shit like went off the rails all of a sudden like we're transported out of the dorms there's some like lore behind this but we're moved out of the dorms because someone opened a door and we all walked through the door and now we're like in an empty tokyo called the borderland and shit just goes off the rails there's so much story happening I'm lost. Uh, players are finding cars. Players are finding like keys and gas to run these cars to escape this abandoned Tokyo city that we're like role playing in. Players are finding the most ridiculous items. I found a bow and arrow. There was watchers from Horizon Zero Dawn. Like oh little... shit! Those things were in play, and when those things were in play, the entire community took a penalty on like the upcoming game so people are like working together to like take these watchers down in the role play scenario like so i grabbed a, a bow and arrow and attempted to take one out or the plan was to take one out but it ended i could never find one before i could use it but like at one point like nukes were going off it's a whole thing I, like it sounds shit. ridiculous like i think three nukes went off and like multiple players died and now they're out, they're completely out of the tournament now because they like launched the nuke and killed people and those people are out of the tournament <laughs> wait what the hell at one point Cthulhu was summoned and he was like there was a random number generator role and if your number was picked like Cthulhu killed you so those players are out of the game now um, wait but you guys are still in you got you, your core no one's died over there our core our trophy podcast core we're still going strong game one i i'll be honest i kind of forget i think it was like we had three days to submit as many trophies as we possibly could and if you got above a certain threshold of like score there was some calculation that we i don't know if we ever learned but if you got above a certain score you could progress to game two we all passed we're in game two and now game two we're playing rain ball we are all located in, in the dome which it reminds me of like Blitzball from Final Fantasy X. Like Reyna posted a picture of what the dome looks like. And it just looks like one of those big, just the big dome over a city. And it's, I don't know, it's Blitzball from Final Fantasy X. But it's what? a five versus five trophy hunting game. And each team, each lane, so there's five lanes, if you picture this. Uh, so one player from team A goes against one player from team B. Whoever scores the higher points scores a goal in that lane. Each lane has an opportunity to score a goal. And who, like, so you're kind of with a team, but it's also individual, like 1v1, if that right. makes sense. Right. But you, so you can only submit one trophy a day in the current game we're playing right now. 
and you would think like oh the higher rarity the higher rarity trophy and the higher grade of trophy will get me more points it's kind of the opposite uh what nets you the most points in this game our team actually figured it out is playing a new game a bronze trophy in a newer game that has like a new release date or newer for your profile yeah so when i say new game part of the calculation that's happening in this game right now is the trophy id if you go to psn profiles and look at a game in the link to that game's like psn profiles page is a trophy id or like a game id and the higher that that game id gets like multiplied into your score and somehow we figured that out but so if you play an old ass game the very first game ever to get trophies that's going to have a trophy id of one if you play a brand new game that's going to have a trophy id of like Twenty-five thousand or whatever oh i see okay so it is like new new releases yeah yeah so the newer release you have the higher the multiplier multiplier you're gonna get and then the lower rarity lower rarity helps but then you also want a low grade of trophy so like a bronze trophy gets you two times your points platinums actually earn you the least amount of points oh weird so it's kind of like flipping the traditional like trophy hunting tournament well, it's basically making you all you fuck over your completion percentage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been going for Ali Ali. I've been like crushing my lane. I don't think I've lost yet because I've been doing Ali Ali World. And there's a ton of like really rare bronzes in there that actually aren't too hard. I think people just like, I don't know, maybe played that game and gave up too early because there's a bunch of low hanging fruit that's just super rare. And I've just been like destroying my lane. So that's where we're at now. I don't want to go on too long, but. I really just wanted to shout out Reyna for like throwing all this together because it's easily one of the most interesting things I've ever been a part of, like on the internet. And I hope, I hope this isn't a one-time thing. I hope like there's a good turnout for this. I hope we get to see it again. Cause I'm having a lot of fun. I think, uh, whoever comes in first, like the final payout right now is up to like four or 500 bucks Ooh, boy! in, in PlayStation gift cards. Oh, that's um, baller. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I'm shooting for one. I don't think I'll get it. There's some really good trophy hunters in here, but it's a lot of fun. I can tell they put a, uh, Reyna put a lot, ton of friggin' work into this and like really thought this through. Um, I probably did an awful job exp- explaining it, but shout out to you, Reyna, if you're listening, having a blast. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Most definitely. Like it's, a, it's a, almost like a whole nother level, right? Where it's like, we have, you have like the traditional race, then you've got like the team race competition. Then you've got like, you know, this is like a whole, like another immersive, like tabletop game mixed with yeah. like a trophy hunting, like spin, you know, which is, yeah. yeah. And it's also like a social experiment because it's all done through discord. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's very interesting. I've not really heard of something like that before. Yeah. There's people teaming up. There's people backstabbing. I've seen a lot. A lot of people get backstabbed and give up information and then immediately get turned on. Uh, like we had a guy early in the game kicked out of our dorm because he was a traitor, but he was trying to say like, I'm not a traitor. I'm not a rat. <laughs> like we kicked him out of our dorm anyway. <laughs> oh my God. There's <laughs> just so much dumb. Like, oh, wow. I don't know. It's cool having the role, the role play side of everything that still ties into like the actual competition of trophy hunting. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, next time, next time there's one going on, I'll definitely sign up. It's sort of how I feel about the, um, the just in general team races that you guys have done before through PSN profiles. I think, if I recall correctly, and yeah. 
Yeah, so like the next time there's one of those that I know, people are doing true trophies. I know oh, true trophies. About. Yeah, the next yeah. time that there's one of those, I definitely want to do it too because I've passed on it the last few, and it always actually ends up seeming really fun. So yeah, it is fun. Good stuff, Daryl. Anything? What do you think about that? Like some fucking sword art online kind of vibes going on there. What are you? What are you getting from? That's it? what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it seemed cool. Like I was down to check it out, but then I seen one comment where it said, um, "If you join now, it's too late. You're not gonna get anything," and it totally freaked me out. I was like, "Ah, I'm not playing." Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, next time, dude, you and I'll jump in. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, ta- we're gonna yeah, take yeah, it by sure, storm. Yeah, leg day man and run day man. Come, gonna come in there and just fuck shit up. Okay. all right very good cool all right so we've got ourselves some platinum shout outs to do as well these are pulled from our discord in between the plat shot and the trophy room channel so i want to go through give a special shout out to five people here in the platinums they've earned recently and then we'll just kind of briefly talk about them get some impressions so the first one we've got is edj 3dg with inscription a game that Daryl loves very much, sitting at 12.12% on PSN profiles for the PS4. Next up, we've got Lorenzo Lame with Prototype, which is an ultra-rare plat. sits at 4.58% on PSN profiles for the PS4. I also want to shout out the terrible naming convention of this Platinum Trophy, which is just titled Platinum Trophy. Love when studios do that. (laughs) Third, we've got Pat the Trophy Hunter with Welcome Park, which sits at a 12.15% on PSMP for the PS Vita. Wanted to shout this out because he just recently got a Vita and has started playing more games on there. So this, I believe, was his first Platinum from that platform. So that's very exciting. Congratulations, sir. Fourth, we've got Buff Cupcake with Everspace, which sits at a 3.46%, so also an ultra-rare plat on PSMP. For the PS4, I think this is an MMO of sorts, but I don't really know anything about that game. And then last but not least, we have Wild Zubat Appears with Marvel's Midnight Suns, which sits at a 14.26% on PSNP for the PS4. Hell yeah. Yeah. Daryl, any thoughts on these games or percentages? Uh, you know, I, I just got to shout out Inscription, man. I think this is, what, <laughs> our third or fourth uh, Discord member to have platted inscription. Yeah, yeah there's so a little bit really of a cool movement. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's picking up. So I'm I'm not sure if a lot of people are getting around to this game or you know definitely playing it because they've heard about it. But it's cool to see that people are playing this game. I did not think the percentage was that high. I thought it was a lot lower. Yeah, I, I feel like it was twelve. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean twelve percent. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, a lot of people are playing it, and it's good to see that. Uh, Buff Cupcake, I don't know whatever space is, but I believe he's been MIA for a while. <laughs> yeah, he, I, think he, I think that was the one, right? Yeah, he was like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't earned a plat in three months because he's been playing Everspace." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. So, <laughs> we're, we're we're shouting him out, man. We're, we're glad to see that you're you're still around, and uh, yeah, man. Three months for a plat. I don't know if the game takes that long, but, you know, it's probably one of those games where you're just playing off and on whenever you're feeling like playing it. Yeah, totally. It's. I feel like it's very normal to go through those ebbs and flows sometimes with, like, gaming more or less, you know? So it could have been gaming less and, and combined with a really long grind. Who knows? But, yeah. Ultra rare plat either way, so that's pretty cool. And, yeah, Prototype, did you play that one, Daryl? No, I have not played that game. Okay. 
Yeah, and you were a 360 kid as well, so I didn't know if you'd maybe tried it out there. That's where I remember playing it, and a little bit of the second game. But from what Lorenzo described, it sounded pretty annoying, because you basically had to beat like some boss without taking damage or something like that and on hard mode. Yeah. Yeah, which just... Fucking a. I mean, I just played the game casually on like normal, probably, and then and that's why I thought it was fun. I have no idea how it would be trying to trophy hunt in that game. But Slugger, have you checked that one out? I played it in the past on the 360. I don't remember ever getting all the trophies because it was notoriously difficult. And I just pulled it up now just to double check. It's an eight out of ten. Oh shit! Three playthroughs, forty-five hours. So it's a that's a tough one. So, yeah. Props to you, sir. Most definitely. Anything else jump out at you from the list? No, like Daryl, I think Inscription, I'm, I still haven't played it. It's on my list to play. I bought it, and then it's it's free on Extra right now. Not free, but it's through the subscription if you're an Extra subscriber. I think that's kind of why we're seeing the big jump on it. Mm, uh, um, makes sense. I really want to check that out. Uh, pack out the Vita. Welcome to Vita Island, sir. Enjoy it. Um. <laughs> And then Everspace, you guys said you weren't sure. So I went and looked. It is a 36 to 50 hours for the Platinum. 5 out of 10 difficulty. Looks like it's a space exploration combat game. Mostly taking place in a ship. Interesting. Okay. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Marvel Midnight Suns, I, that's similar to Inscription. That's one where I, I keep telling myself, like, that's my next game I'm going to play. And then I get lumped into one of these tournaments or competitions and I throw everything out the window and change my plans. So I'll get to it eventually. I own it and all the DLC. I'm really excited to check it out because uh, I keep hearing good things about it, about how un- underrated it was. Yeah. Uh, it's weirdly been on my mind too because just a few of my friends who don't really trophy hunt have just been playing this game. So when I hop online, I, I usually see them playing it too. And of course, I listen to Defining Duke and they talk about that on that show a decent amount. So it's like, just been hearing about this game more and more and I am like so tempted and curious to check it out but I think I'm going to end up getting my turn-based strategy fix via Gears Tactics which I've been playing on the Xbox so I probably won't ever check this out but either way it's still cool I like that it exists it's a cool idea for a game (laughs) so good stuff there congratulations to all the platinum earners And I wanted to take this time to do a special thank you and shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. So if you like what we do and you like the show, go on over to patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast and check out the various tiers of support over there, ranging all the way from bronze up to the platinum tier. At the silver tier above, you get to write in a question each and every episode that we do that we will answer and discuss. So that seems like a pretty good sweet spot. That's where most of our folks are at. So go and check that out. And this week, we've only got a couple Patreon questions to get through. But first, the special thank yous go out to Maximum Carnage, The Sly G. Cooper, Skrillis, Pat the Trophy Hunter, King K6969, B Down, Diego Juan, The Portland Kevin, Zach Lurie, First Mage, Bust, Bust, Buff Cupcake, Against Me 75. Thank you all so much for your support of the show. It really does mean a lot to us. So thank you very, very much. And with that, let's get into the first Patreon-submitted question. This one comes to us from the Portland Kevin. And before we go tonight, you guys got to make sure you shout that out so people know where to listen to that episode you're doing with him. But Portland Kevin says, Greeting Nate, Kratos, and Astro. Interesting. I got dibs on Nate. If your account account was suddenly reset, the trophies you had were gone, and you were to start over, 
after the initial shockwave and waves of hyperventilating stopped, what trophy list would you go after first and why? Wow. I mean, fucking A. You know, it's like the longer you go, the more you do in your ecosystem, the more daunting or the more horrifying, rather, that sounds. Having it all erased, right? Like, if this was to happen to me right now on Xbox, I'd be pissed, but I wouldn't be that pissed because I've got like 10,000 gamer score or something, right? But yeah. once, once I've, like, I feel like now I'm like, I'm so close to 100 Platinums to lose all of that out of, like, basically all the work since 2016, <laughs> I would just be so devastated. So, Slugger, we're going to pass this one to you first. What, if, what would you do? How would you feel about that sort of an event? And what would you go after first? I, I would be devastated, but more so because I lost probably thousands of dollars of digital games that I've purchased since, I don't know, 2011. Oh, yeah. Like, I hadn't I, even thought I about recently, that. Yeah, I recently hooked up my PS3 uh, the other day to go clean up, like, Lego Pirates and some other, like, low-hanging fruit I have on there. And I just got going through, like, my download list on the PS3, which is awful to go through. It's so jank to, like, see what you've purchased. There's no, like, library tab like we have on the PS4 or PS5. But, man, I have hundreds and hundreds of games on that system and i haven't touched i don't know i probably haven't touched like three quarters of them it like i've talked about it before in the past i used to just buy shit when i was on sale and especially towards the end of the ps3's life cycle like there were sales left and right i'm scooping up games here and there for like five bucks ten bucks fifteen bucks like and just never playing them but it's like cool i want to check this out eventually and it's on sale for five bucks so i'll buy it so losing the games would hurt losing the library would hurt i would care way less about losing my actual like profile and trophies so yeah losing the games would hurt i would almost kind of enjoy having a fresh profile to start with though Mm. as bad as it would hurt to like have to rebuy everything i've actually told myself like if for some reason i was ever banned and i'm a good little boy i'm an angel on the playstation (laughs) network I don't think that'll happen, but if for some reason that happened and I lost everything, I would probably just subscribe to like PlayStation Premium and really make it a goal to, of just like, hey, I'm not going to buy anything ever. Like mm-hmm. I'll subscribe to the service, I play what's on the service, and that's what I spend my money on. Similar to Game Pass on the Xbox. Uh cuz that's kind of what I'm doing over there. Like I'm not buying anything, I'm just playing what's on Game Pass, checking out indies, checking out first party stuff. So, that's kind of what I would go by. Um yeah. But that doesn't answer the question. So I did pick some of the Platinums that like immediately came to mind or like series that I would want to go back to. So the first one, first one was Sound Shapes. Have you guys ever played this? I've never played that. Really, really cool music rhythm based like platformer. Mm. Um, there's a Vita version, a PS3 version and a PS4 version. I man, I would kill for a second one because it was so fun. Um, this was one of the, from what I can remember, this was one of the first like auto pop games. Uh-huh. It, my, it may have been like the first auto pop game, and I never auto popped it. I got the platinum on PS3, and I loved it so much. And I was like, I'm gonna do this again on PS4, and I did it again on PS4, and I thought, I love this so much, I'm gonna do it again on the Vita, and I did it on the Vita like god damn just one of those like because you could do it fairly quick and like 
the, it was pretty challenging. There was like a nightmare no- mode after you beat the game, but um, yeah, really great music in that. Uh, so I'd do that again. Sayonara Wild Hearts would be number two. I've plugged this game a lot. Um, I would love to trophy hunt in this game again. I kind of wish there was like a PS5 version that would release so I could kind of play through it again. Mm. I have played through it multiple times without after earning the Platinum, so it's not that much of a deal breaker, but it'd be cool to like go back and re-earn the trophies in it. Um, yeah, and if I... I guess if we're sticking with series, the one series I absolutely like would go through again, even though I don't have all the Platinums, but I would make it a goal. I would try to be extremely dedicated with a fresh profile. I'd go, I'd probably pick the Yakuza series. Oh, um, I nice. can't say enough good things about that series. I absolutely love it. They're not the most friendly on the trophy hunting side, but I'd really love to go back. Like that's one of my goals for my profiles, platinum all the Yakuza games, but they're they're long. They're like hundred, hundred and fifty hours a piece. And um actually pretty challenging. They're like playing the new game plus on the hardest difficulty or doing like their trial like combat modes, like they're actually pretty difficult. Like they're pretty rare platinums, but that is a goal of mine, so that's probably where I would start is the Yakuza series and then kind of stick with subscription stuff. Yeah, that's great. Super interesting. But I like how you kind of thought about that question as well, because I, too, was like, in some small sense, I feel like it would kind of be nice to have a fresh start. You know, I was thinking more in terms of, like, getting rid of the, like, low completion percentage games that I know I just really don't want to go back to or, like, you know, (laughs) stuff like that, right? Just be like, okay, like, I can just really focus on this. And now, because basically the first three and a half years that I had my PlayStation, I wasn't caring about trophies. So then once I started trophy hunting, almost four years, really, yeah, like, then it was like, okay, well, now I'm just basically making up for the sins of my first four years <laughs> in terms of, like, chasing these completions. And, yeah, it would just be nice to, to kind of restart. I don't know. It's a, it's a cool idea. And I also agree with you in the sense that with Xbox, I haven't paid for any games over there. The only stuff I bought is Blue Dra- or the only game I bought is Blue Dragon, and I used Game Pass, like, points that I earned through, like, yeah. just doing Game Pass quests. So pretty pretty hyped on that as well but daryl what do you think what would you do if your profile got deleted would you care and what games would you go for for your platinums if my profile got deleted i think i would hang it up i would probably (laughs) not trophy hunt anymore (laughs) i'll be it i will not get any more trophies i'm i would effectively put like my resignation in for trophy talk podcast (laughs) I, i i i couldn't offer anything dude i would just be like what happened? What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> it was... No going back. There's no going it broke back. Him. Like you'd get rid of NBA 2K20 or whatever the fuck that the first game is. <laughs> I'd be the new Eli. I'd be like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm, I'm gonna go play free to play subscription games. Like, yeah, Fortnite's looking pretty nice right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you so if that happened in truth do you think that you would stick with playstation or in that instance would you be like i'm selling this ps5 i'm getting an xbox i'm getting game pass i'm not even going to think about trophies anymore or like or would you just be like i'm not playing games anymore you know moving on i will play video games still yeah um but i don't think i would go hard on the trophy hunting as much i, I don't know if 
can recover after that. I, I, <laughs> it'll take me a while. Like, I'm not going to jump into anything big. I'm probably maybe play like some indie games, some short three to four hour games just to kind of maybe ease my way back into trophy hunting. I could see myself replaying what remains of Edith Finch mm, or, um, you know, some other games. But like, I I will not jump into some big games to try to like boost up my my platinums again. It, it was just too much work, man. Down the drain, like Sony, you, you you're gonna have to do something, man. You're gonna have to work hard to bring that back because I'm at seventy three, <laughs> seventy three platinums, man. Now, I have been working hard on my end to at least get to eighty for the year twenty twenty three. You can't do me like that, man. That's messed up. It's years but, of work. It's like so much time when you think about it. Like would be would be oh my god, yeah, I'd be pissed. I, I want to see my platinums for the year 2023 because I've been getting a lot lately, so mm. it might be my best year for platinum hunting. Yeah, you've been but, doing really good. I'm I'm curious what all of our like in review is going to be like at the end when Sony sends those stats because I really feel like the middle of my my year has been really slow, unfortunately. So I, I think it's going to be worse than my last couple years actually, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, you know, I would play some like smaller games to ease my way back in. Um, some games I would go for, man, I'm going to contradict myself. <laughs> I would probably play Wolfenstein 2 again. Oh my God. Uh, the no. flex. <laughs> no big deal, guys. I uh, just platinum. Hear, hear me out. <laughs> I'm hear so good. Out. I'll do it twice. Yes. <laughs> I'll just do it again. It's all good, bro. <laughs> whole <laughs> reasoning behind it i want to see if i can actually pull it off again so th this talk has actually come up before i'm like and i do it a second time hmm. it's kind of it's kind of like the lakers man pulling off a three-peat you know <laughs> do it again a second year and to do it three times you know that's pretty cool that's impressive mm-hmm it's kind of like in that same scenario, like being able to pull off two. I don't know about three, man. Three, you need to lock me up at that point. I ain't doing three playthroughs of that. I mean, hey, you could do this right now. You could go stream your attempts and then just try to do another deathless run. It'd be even more baller because the trophy wouldn't even pop. You just do it for fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I could always do that. So that that's kind of like what would entice me to play it. Like, if my account reset, like, can I pull it off again? Because man, there, if I don't have it the first time, how how's anyone gonna believe me? Yeah, I got the Wolfenstein Two Plat was not on your profile. Yeah. Oh, it's out. Well, this was because it, my my profile reset. Nah, you're lying. Everybody's gonna say <laughs> they had the plat before the reset, bro. Sony <laughs> banned me. I guess yeah, like oh I'm yeah like in league that's like I'm on my Smurf account you know yeah like like I'm playing with you yeah. guys in silver but really I'm platinum okay like <laughs> so shut up exactly <laughs> God, I yeah hate that shit. I would probably play that um I would love to play all the like the Resident Evil games in chronological order just to kind of have that ooh. Um, I show that off just playing that i i mean i i talked about the sorting feature there currently isn't one at the moment but it'd be cool to play that and um let's see let's see there was another game there was another game mm -hmm. 
I can't think of it at the moment. But Wolfenstein 2 and like all the Resident Evil games, I will probably play uh, once. Once I played like some smaller games first. <laughs> yeah, once you you just did some indies that were like free plats almost, you know, like Donut County would exactly. be a good one. Shit like that. Yeah. yeah, my name is Mayo. Throw that up there. That's my first one. You know, I've never played it before. Same. So <laughs> I'm saving that <laughs> for a rainy day, dude. <laughs> I'm saving that for a rainy day. <laughs> There's a whole trilogy. I know. That your first three. Well, the thing is, so like in January of next year, I'm going on like a two and a half week vacation. And so it's it's like I always think about that when I do like long trips like that. It's like my percent or my trophies per day starts to tank or whatever, right? Because I don't have a Vita. So it's like I could just use. My name is Mayo when I get back and pop like 50 trophies in a day or something. You know, do something crazy. So I'm kind of saving it for something like that. You can get yourself that Project Q. Get a dual shock with the or dual sense with a screen in between it. Oh it yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. But so but that whole thing you have to play like remote play from your console. So you can't be like I can't be like uh, on the plane uh, or yeah. you're right. So like I, right. I I could play it on the couch, which would still be kind of cool to be able to do that, but yeah. Okay. Well, Daryl, you and I will bust that out at some point. My name is Mayo. Got to happen. <laughs> it's a rite of passage for trophy hunters, I feel like. Okay, very good. Well, let's see. So for my answer, I think I'm kind of more on the, the side of Daryl in the sense that if this happened, I would be so... Sh- I mean, you, you didn't say you wouldn't be devastated, Slugger, but you, you were saying like you'd, you know, you'd kind of hop back into trophy hunting, right? Go for yeah. some of the stuff. I think I would be so like morale beaten down like so just depressed about it i don't really know what i would do i feel like honestly i would probably take some good a good chunk of time away from playstation in general i obviously wouldn't get rid of the playstation or anything because it's like i just love the the console and i love the ecosystem and i love the exclusives but i'd probably be real pissed and go like just play league or play like halo or you know do some do some other like easy gaming shit for like a few months and then when I came back, I probably would just really try to, like, curate the game. Like, be even more specific about what I'm choosing to play on PlayStation versus a different console. And really make it the things that, like, I just want to have the, the Platinums in, you know? And I think, just like you, Daryl, Resident Evil came to mind for me immediately. But I didn't want to take up all of the, like, games I was... Or, like, the certain number of games I was thinking of doing, which is 10 my first 10 games with Resident Evil games. So I just chose Resident Evil Remake, the first one, and the PS5 version of Resident Evil 2 Remake because I don't have that because I didn't want to just auto-pop it, but I do really want to play, like, the updated version because there's there's that. There's the one for RE3, RE7 as well, and I haven't played the PS5 version of, you know, RE8 either. So, like, yeah, it would be cool to play, like, the, the updated version of that and go through that again and get the plat. Alien Isolation would, would definitely be up there for, like, my first 10 Platinums to go for. I just think that game is so fucking cool and just really badass and really scary. And it's one of my rarer plats, and I'm pretty proud of, like, going through and getting that. So I would want to do that one. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, because I think it's better than the original Spider-Man, but I would want to have a Spider-Man plat. Elden Ring for the Souls game choice. Now, it's not my favorite of the Souls games, but I think in terms of, like, the trophy hunt, it's the most fun. This maybe the other one I was thinking about was Demon Souls, but that one fucked over. Oh my god! It's like in retrospect, it doesn't seem that bad, but I had such struggles with that thing, and so did Eli, obviously. And like, anyway, so I chose Elden Ring, and the 
Uh, other games, I've got God of War 3 Remastered, because I think that trophy hunt is really, really fun. And that game is fucking just really cool. I mean, I went through and played all the old ones like a year ago, and God of War 3 stood out definitely as just the most crisp feeling of the game. So it just felt really fun to play. And with that, I chose God of War Ragnarok instead of God of War 2018. Just think if you're only going to pick 10 games, you know, I'm already putting two God of Wars on there. So that's that's a good chunk. And then Last of Us, I put Last of Us Part 2 because I think that that was, I mean, I want to go and get the permadeath and the grounded mode difficulty trophies anyway. And it would just be so fun to play that game again. I've only played it one time, really, or gone through the story one time. Then the last two may be a little surprising. Toem. Because we fucking talk about this game all the time. That would be probably the first one I would do on the profile, honestly. Because it's really quick, and it's easy, and it's just such a joy. It's just a fun game to go through. And then, yeah, the last one I put on there was Quake. And I actually made this list and put it up before what happened today with Quake 2 coming out. And us having a conversation about it, really, in the Discord. But Quake, I just am really proud of. It's an ultra-rare plat, and it is a boomer shooter. So it's a genre I love, and it's a rare trophy for me. And I just think that... The trophy list for it is pretty interesting. It, it's got a lot of like difficulty in it. It's got a lot of requiring secrets and all this kind of stuff, and it's a really fun boomer shooter. So those are basically the 10 games that I would go for after a few months of not touching the PlayStation. <laughs> I love that that genre. The boomer like, shooter. When did, when did boomer shooter start? I didn't, like, I saw it on Reddit at one point when I read about the Quake two thing and then you mentioned boomer shooter in the discord and i'm like where the fuck did boomer shooter start? <laughs> yeah, like, i don't I love know it. i just so I, I started seeing it and i just liked it so i was like yeah i'm just gonna keep saying that uh I, yeah. I can't remember where i where i saw it either to be honest it's so good yeah it's great and dude there's there's so many of these games so i just recently had purchased warhammer 40k bolt gun right and i was yeah. like all amped. i have it installed i was like oh fuck yeah and then this news comes out today i purchased quake 2 i got that installed now I got Proteus on the Xbox. Proteus. Dude, it's just there's so many, so many of them. It's insane. But anyway, thank you for the question, Portland Kevin. And yeah, real quick, while we're on the topic of the Portland Kevin, why don't you guys just shout out where you guys are going to be recording and what you're going to be doing with him this weekend? Because you got another show you're recording. You guys are little mini celebrities now. So what's what's going on with that? I guess so. So me and Daryl are going to be joining Kevin and I believe one of his friends on the PlayStation Plus Game Club uh, pod. It's a podcast. You can find it on uh, just about every podcast episode or podcast service that is uh, where we are located. If you can find us on that service, you can find his show on that service. So check us, check us out. Join us. Yeah, PlayStation Plus Game Club by Kevin Garaventa. That's the official title there, so you can find that. And uh, yeah, definitely, I'm I'm looking forward to listening to it, guys, because. Really curious to hear about that game. I've not played it. And you I'll, gotta play it. And funny enough, he's got a fucking episode on Everspace. I'm just seeing now. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> no, that's so funny. But very you gotta cool. play Ninja Turtles. It's great. I know. I especially because I played the collection, so I've played like the older ones. It just doesn't make. I hope sense. you get the co-op trophies. All right, I'm I'm tempted. It is on the PlayStation Rewards or Stars like Rewards still, right? I know it was at one point. Anyway, I'll no, check. I don't know. I'll check. But very good. Thank you, Portland Kevin, for the question, sir. And our second and final question from Patreon comes to us from Zachary. And he says, hey, guys, I've always found it so impressive seeing people who have the plats for a whole series on their profiles. If you had to create a new feature for Discord or PSM profiles to show these off, what would it look like? 
Now, this is kind of in a similar vein to what we had discussed before, like I think a couple episodes ago, where we were talking about ways that we would sort of revamp the trophy system if we had a way to. And we touched on some of the organizational features and things like yeah. that there. But yeah, I'm curious what you guys think for this one. Daryl, we'll go to you first. What did you have for Zachary? Um, I think for Discord, <clears throat> like when you click on a person's um like ID name, like brings up everything like you know, whatever profile picture they might have or when they've been a member of a server, you know, that whole screen. I think if they can add, like, some personalized emotes there or, like, some icons uh, that you can, like, basically show off. So, like, you know, I talked about playing all the Resident Evil games uh, so maybe like an icon of a zombie or like you know, a, a character from Resident Evil that everybody should know of, like Joe Valentine or Chris Redfield, you know, something like that, that, that you can, that would basically reminisce with a lot of people. Like a lot of people will pick that up right away. Oh, this person really likes that series. Uh, something like that on Discord. Sure. Uh, PlayStation profiles is pretty cool because it's basically, you know, they can just add on what they've already um, created. So, like, on your profile, then when you pull it up, there's, like, the cabinet, the trophy cabinet that's there. has all your rarest trophies, trophy milestones. They can even upgrade that to include series, you know, however... The, the algorithms work or something, they can pick up and say, like, oh, this person really loves playing Resident Evil games or Souls games, something like that, uh, just to show people in case, you know, they're ever curious if people play a certain particular game or franchise. I think that would be pretty cool. And then even, like, you know, like how PlayStation Profiles has it where there's, like, the banner and it's usually like the current banner of the game that you're playing. So mine is <laughs> mine is the Untitled Goose game. I just see a goose <laughs> stealing like the tape recorder. I mean, <laughs> that that's okay with me. But I would definitely want something <laughs> to show like a series that I'm like really passionate about. So like, you know, I would love for there to be like Resident Evil or even like Dark or something really cool about that. Uh, you know, something scary, like, or even like a genre. A genre would be pretty cool. Like, this mm -hmm. person loves playing scary games, you know, so maybe there's like something really creepy, uh, something to really personalize that Trophy Hunter's style of gaming. Yeah, that's, um, that's a cool idea. Yeah, because, oh, man, I just hate how the, the banner always changes depending on the game I'm playing. Like, it was really cool when I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles up there, but like, Dude, this goose thing makes people think I'm like a easy type of trophy hunter. Like, no, nah, embrace, <laughs> embrace the goose. Or like when you had SpongeBob <laughs> right before that, dude, you look like such a casual. <laughs> what a noob! Yeah, no, I was. It's it's funny. I was thinking about that when I was playing the Spyro games like a couple years ago, where I was played like all three of the remastered ones back to back to back, and I was like, oh my gosh. This just looks ridiculous. I look like such. I look like a child. Like I could be ten. This profile could be a ten-year-old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Very yeah, cool. That's all I could think of as far as like the features goes for like both of those. Yeah. Very cool. 
Yeah, I, di I didn't have a great idea necessarily for Discord in particular. I think for PSN profiles, what you what you said kind of intrigues me, where you were speaking about genres as one of the things, because I feel like what it would really be is PSN profiles could have a system where they basically have like their own achievement slash trophy system for the site itself. It, it really reminds me a lot of Xbox on the Xbox One, which had like achievements for Twitch and for Netflix and shit like that, where like if you did like it basically was a an overall metagame for the site that like already had a metagame. And I think it would just be cool if you could earn trophies for PSMP. And because they do track like developer, publisher, and genre and release date, right? All those things, you could have little like badges tied to those things. So you could, like you said, Daryl, have like, oh, earn the platinum in five survival horror games that gets you like the iron survival horror badge and then by the time you get like 50 of them or something you might have the gold or platinum one and then you could display that on like your banner or something for your profile i think that would be really cool or if you even had like a virtual like a like a basically a fridge or something and you got fridge magnets that you placed and could arrange just very simply you know and then those would be again those same badges that would just upgrade as you get more of a certain thing that would be sweet. And then, yeah, like like you talked about the actual banner itself for PSMP. I would love if you could get, like, themes like you used to be able to do for the PS4. So, yeah, if you get a whole series Platinums, you get a theme for the franchise. And you can put that on your profile and have that be your banner or something like that. I, I just, yeah, I think there's so much they could do with it. And they probably will start to mess with some of this stuff as it continues to grow and go on. But... Right now, it just feels like very rudimentary. Like we again, we don't even have themes anymore on our fucking PS5s. <laughs> so it's just it's weird. Like the level of customization to show off on your profile, the games and the things that you love, is like remarkably low as it is. So yeah. it's very it's very interesting. But Slugger, what do you think? What do you have for this one? Uh, I won't hit the Discord front on PSN profiles. I do want to add. I won't add. Like I agree with every guy, everything you guys are saying. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but not only could you do like series. Uh, so if we're talking about like trophy cabinets, it'd be cool to like display like, oh, I completed all the Assassin's Creed games. I can put a little like icon in my trophy cabinet on my PlayStation Network or PSN yeah. profiles like profile. But like you can also sort by developer and publisher. Have you guys ever messed with that? I haven't really. No. Yeah. So if you go into I learned this recent, like earlier this year, and I was kind of like blown away by how cool it was. If you find a game you really like, when you're on that game's like trophy list on PSNP, on the right side, there's it lists the developer and publisher. You can click those and it'll show you like. So I'm looking at the last stop, and uh, the publisher for that game is Annapurna. Mm. I can click Annapurna, and it shows me all the games that Annapurna has published. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so. Yeah, so you could even dope. go like a yeah, you could even go a step further and be like maybe you're not a franchise guy but it's like oh, I really love this publisher like FromSoft or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like I got all the FromSoft games, give me a FromSoft badge. Like FromSoft number 1 fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that's um, kind of what I meant where where it's like they are tracking the genre and that, and all that info already, right? Cuz it's uh, it's in those yeah, like blurb like, squares. So they could just do it. Like just fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much everything's there to make it work. Mm -hmm. um i do on the actual like system side itself i know that wasn't part of the question but on the actual console i would love if kind of the same thing if we could like just 
play you know if we got all the trophies in yakuza give me like a cool little like trophy or image or something i could display on my profile and kind of like wear it as a badge of honor yeah um but i do want to hit on there since it was kind of rumored and talked about kind of similar but really not the whole playstation star system on the phone uh is rumored to be coming to the actual system itself because there's now settings on the all right the the next update that we get on the playstation is in beta right now in that beta there is options to on like the privacy settings for your like playstation stars like i don't know what you call them reward cases oh, for like your cabinet yeah yeah, the, the little cabinets that you put the little like statues in, the little trophies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's now a privacy setting for that on the actual system itself. So we're kind of taking a step in the right direction with that, especially if they make the challenges or those rewards a bit more challenging. I know some of them have been like, hey, be returnal and you get this challenge. Um, right. They're getting a little bit more like in depth with these. So, um, yeah. We're going in the right direction. I would like to see them lean more into like a trophy cabinet on the system itself where I can display the trophies I want to display. But um, yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. ideal. I don't know. I like everyone's ideas. Yeah, more that, customization so cool. is never going to be a bad thing. 100%. I completely agree. Completely agree. Like, especially because, as you said, a lot of the info is there. So it would, you just kind of have to patch together something, but all the stuff's being tracked already you know it it can't be that complicated i just refuse to believe that but yeah my playstation actually had an update today i don't think it obviously was the one you're speaking of but maybe it was like a primer for when that launches or something who knows it's probably a primer yeah pretty interesting all right well very cool thank you zachary for the question we hope that you enjoyed our responses and our ideas let us know if you've gotten any cool ideas for what you would want to have done as well I'm always curious to hear people speculate on this stuff because it could just be so cool if they just put a little bit of effort into it. <laughs> so, very nice, sir. And with that, I'll hand it over to you, Slugger, because you've got a PlayStation Plus roundup. A roundup, partner! you got a roundup <laughs> for us. All right, let's get to it. Got to go fast. Um, I had talked about the Essential Games last episode, so I'm going to cover the Extra and Premium Games that just got announced, I believe, Tuesday two days ago as of recording so on the extra service this is the middle tier i feel like i always got to say that because of the friggin awful naming convention you have the the middle subscription tier uh you are going to receive sea of stars which is a prequel to the messenger we'll keep throwing that out there so fucking (laughs) weird (laughs) yeah moving out to uh destiny 2 the witch queen so destiny 2 is free to play really you're just getting the expansion here lost judgment which is part of the yakuza series go play yakuza go play judgment that's the newest one or the first one i'm not sure i can't remember lost judgment is the sequel okay the first one was just judgment got it i don't remember if they gave the first one out it might actually be on the service right now so they might just be adding the sequel Mm. i don't know listener go fact check me um but i believe (laughs) i believe judgment's already on the service and they are just adding the sequel we also got destroy all humans 2 reprobed that's the ps4 like remake remaster whatever they called it the first one is on there as well already 
two point hospital jumbo edition, which is a uh, build your own hospital sim source of madness looked like a side-scrolling platformer roguelike. I don't know much about it. I'll be honest. Uh, Curse to Golf. I talked about that on a previous episode. Cool little indie game. A little frustrating. And then we got Dreams, <laughs> which is strange because Dreams was given out in August as an essential game, but they're also adding it to the extra tier. And I don't really... I'll be I don't understand that. Because if you have the extra tier, you have the essential tier. So they're just Maybe throwing it on there twice. They must have data that like people with the extra tier. The, well, I don't know how it shows up. Like on your extra tier, does it just show up in your catalog, the essential games? I mean, or is it like you have to still go and choose to add those essential games? It's a separate button in a separate area. Because they could be finding that hey, we gave fucking dreams out for free on essential, but still not no, a lot of people are maybe. playing it. They have extra because they don't see it when they look at their like library of games of choices you know yeah i still think it's stupid as hell but whatever yeah on dreams i'll say the same thing i said last time this should have been done like years ago i do think it's a cool like piece of tech piece of software um but it's kind of like too little too late like you're trying to save it right before shutdown but why why are you trying to save it if you're shutting it down yeah it's odd so i should clarify it's not shutting down. They're just stopping updates. You can still go and create and share and play other people's creations. Um, but I'll move on. PJ Mask, for all you moms and dads out there, play with your kids. There's a new kids game. Actually, two new kids games. Yeah. Because the next one is Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. So get that game time in with the kiddos. Or an easy plat if you're if you don't care and have no pride in your profile. I'm looking at it right now. What's it at? It's a 44.3% platinum. <laughs> so yeah, it does seem pretty uh, easy. Probably rarer than like some Sony first party games. It's it's <laughs> rarer than Final Fantasy 1 for sure. Yeah, than some Sony first party games for Oh my gosh, definitely. <laughs> than most of them. <laughs> oh. Um So yeah, good kid games. I appreciate them adding the kid games. I thought that was when I first subscribed to Game Pass, I thought Game Pass is great for parents because there's Peppa Pig and PJ Mask and mm-hmm. Paw Patrol and all these games. And I can play these with my daughter, who's four and a half, and we can like bond over this. But now PlayStation's kind of like catching up. They've added a lot over the last like three months. Yeah, I think it's um, pretty smart. Yep. And almost done. We got Lawn Mowing Sim with the dlc this is like the deluxe edition so if you're into neglecting your real lawn and mowing your virtual lawn check this out <laughs> spellforce 3 reinforced no idea what that is i assume a rpg and midnight fight express which was a day one game pass game uh earlier this year it's similar to hotline miami i checked it out a little bit it didn't really click with me at the time but i may Give it a shot on PlayStation. Yeah. That is the extra tier. And then on the premium tier, we got three editions. That seems pretty standard these days. Uh, we have Medieval Resurrection, which was the PSP version of Medieval. And Ape Escape on the Loose, also a PSP game. Don't know much about it other than it's an Ape Escape games game, and those are pretty good like well-regarded games Mm -hmm. and then pursuit force extreme justice which was also a psp game 
I'm going to assume based off the last couple months, these three will have trophies, but no confirmation yet. And that is your PlayStation Plus roundup. Round it up, partner. Round it up. You guys got anything to add, anything you want to play, anything worth checking out on this list. I mean, Daryl definitely wants to play Hotel Transylvania. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Is that based on the movie? Because I don't know what that game is. Yeah, I think I think it must be. Yeah, based off the, okay. I think it's DreamWorks. Yeah, DreamWorks. I mean, if my account reset, I would <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll start you guys off. I I personally think Sea of Stars is the big kind of win here and the big one that everyone's talking about. I mean, that's the one with cachet. You know, that's the one that's really got the pull to it. And yeah. like we said, weird that it's coming also day and date to Game Pass. So this is the first game that I can recall that is coming to both services on the, on day one. So they got their money. You know what I mean? That, that studio was getting paid for show <laughs> to yep. put this on both of those. But the game looks fantastic. I have no clue how it's a prequel to The Messenger other than just like a sort of like, haha, it's in the same universe. You know, like something I, like that. I got a feeling that's what it is. You're going to like find a broom or something. Or I don't know. There's going to be, it's going to be a stupid Easter egg. And yeah. Like, see, they're the same world. <laughs> I've seen some Reddit comments that are ridiculous. Like, oh man, think of all the ways they could tie this together. I don't see it. I think mm. it's just going to be a little like nod. Yeah, it's it's. I totally agree. I can't see what else it would be. It's yeah, or like yeah, it's the same planet that they're on, but it's like you know thousands and thousands of years apart or something like that. So yeah, yeah, interesting. But it gives me real Chrono Trigger vibes, and I've never played through the full game of Chrono Trigger. I've only played it for like two or three hours, actually. And I would love to check it out. So it's really going to come down to, for me, what the trophy list looks like for that game. <laughs> if it's if it's really intense and maybe multiple playthroughs or whatever, I might just play it on Game Pass. But if it seems like a friendly RPG experience for trophies, then maybe I'll play it on PlayStation at some point. Seems pretty cool. And then, like, otherwise, I think, you know, Lost Judgment's a good one to get on there. That's yep. a big game. You know, Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed. It's another one that looks pretty fun to me. And like we already talked about the kids' games. There's really good offerings there. There's good offerings for, you know, you got Destiny 2. That's great. The Witch Queen, you know, that content getting added in. Um, Lawn Mowing Sim is another one people could get lost in. I mean, there's just a lot of, you know, you you talked about Curse to Golf. That was good. So I think most of these are honestly pretty pretty solid offerings. It's a good variety. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for premium as well, you know, Medieval and Ape Escape, I mean, great. You know, those those seem awesome, assuming they they get Platinums and trophy support. I don't know much about Pursuit Force, but other than, than that, I don't know. I think it's overall a very, very strong month yet again on the Essential and on the Extra and Premium side. I, so, I, yeah, I would agree. I, I still feel like the, now I'm basing this off what I read on the internet. So who knows, like who's beating who but like i think playstation's putting up a very good competition to game pass like when it before they rebranded when it was playstation now it's like yeah it's kind of the same idea but like the quality of games isn't there like it's just a bunch of old stuff i think they're doing a great job like throwing a mix of like new things that are launching day and day onto the service things that came out last year things that came out two years ago like there's a really good mix here there's triple a games there's double a there's indie like i think they're really like i don't know doing a great job of like making ground on on game pass 
based off like the quality of the service. I think so too. And I will say I recently downgraded on the Xbox side from Game Pass Ultimate to just the console Game Pass experience. So it's down from 15 to $10 a month because I wasn't playing games on my PC. That's why I mostly got rid of it. But then I didn't quite realize that the Ultimate one also included like EA Play and the Ubisoft stuff. So I went to go look the other day at like what what games were on there. And while it is still a lot of games, it is like significantly less exciting with some of the variety. Like you lose access to all the Dead Space games, like Dante's Inferno. You lose access to the you know the Assassin's Creed games, Battlefield games. Like so, all of a sudden, all these things that were usually there when I was browsing Game Pass kind of disappeared. And I was like, hmm. So technically, like the middle service on the xbox side if we just compare that which is what the the console game pass is to extra i think extra is definitely better like has better games so yeah i would say really the only leg up they have right now is the reward system i think is still better than stars and day and, and date yeah uh and the day and date yep yeah but then like how important is the day and date when like games like redfall are your day and date games I don't like I don't mean I don't know. I don't mean to knock the service. I know I'm not going to go off on a tangent, I promise, but yeah. I guess like I still think Game Pass is really great, but I just think in it, the PlayStation side like you're saying has a good counter argument now. They've got a good counterpart. You know, if you are on the PlayStation side, you can feel good about being an extra subscriber, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you think, Daryl? Cuz you're recently an extra, you know, apologist. You've been going after it really using the service a lot as far as i understand it so what are your thoughts on the offerings this month yeah man i've been taking full advantage of the service i'm like always looking to see what games are out uh the release of these games every month is what has me excited so definitely seeing the list of games we're getting for september or august uh is really cool so i'm really happy that um so there's a few games that I've been wanting to play for a while or being, you know, released pretty soon. So, um, like, Destroy All Humans 2, Reprobe. I would like to play this game. I've never played in, uh, those games before. Oh, <laughs> so what? I'm pretty late to this. So I get my chance finally. So I could definitely play that. Uh, Lawn Mowing Sim, I think people have talked about this game. I think general consensus is that they enjoy it. Uh, so I would like to play that game at some point. And uh, Midnight Fight Express is one I've been wanting to check out for a while. Uh, it looked cool. This is a game I reviewed uh, on one of our Trophy List review episodes. So mm -hmm. I would like to play this. And uh, I'm glad it's uh, being available on the extra tier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it seems like it's, you just get a little present every month. You know, you just get a little, yep. oh, who? What's some? Ooh, what are the what are the games? You know, it's like a. It's almost like a loot box in a sense where it's like maybe not everything is going to be a slam dunk for you, but like there's going to be a couple things in there that you're going to be really excited about. So good stuff. Thanks for the roundup, partner. Appreciate that. You're oh. welcome. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not going to try the accent over there, partner? Anytime, partner. <laughs> Anytime now, Bill. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay, so let's get into some trophy list reviews. We've got a, a couple bangers here for you guys. And actually, I made a change up after the, the news of today. 
pluggers. Oh, so, I know what you're doing. Yeah, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, you know Let's what do I'm doing. So I'm going to jump into Quake 2. Okay, now this game legit just came out today on August 10th, 2023. Released for the PS4 and the PS5. Published by Bethesda. It was developed originally by id. But this particular port slash slight upresing and remastered whatever collection of it is from Machine Studios and Night Dive Studios, who also worked on the original Quake sport and compilation that was brought over. Now, weirdly enough, this list is drastically different from the original Quake. And we talked about Quake 1 earlier and how it's an ultra-rare platinum. It's got quite a few trophies in it. It's got 36 total trophies. And it has a lot of really, you know, kind of strict requirements. I mean, so the game is possible to be played in co-op, the first game, but all of the trophies require you to do it in single player, first of all. And then within that, you've got to play all the expansions. You have to find all the secret exits in the game. You have to find all the little Easter eggs that they leave in these weird spots on the map. And then you've got to do things like, you know, completing a certain map on Nightmare without taking any damage. You've got to complete a different map on Nightmare without firing a shot. Then you have to complete each of the campaigns on Nightmare in single player. So it gets, you know, it's, it asks quite a bit of you, and especially those last trophies where it's like complete this particular chapter on Nightmare in single player. All of those are ultra rares. All four of them are under 5%. So, yeah, the game is tough, and the trophy list is tough, is my point. So you would assume that Quake 2 is going to come out, and the trophy list is going to be tough, and it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be really cool. And it's just really not that cool. I (laughs) I think that one of the biggest surprises right off the bat is the number of trophies in the game. There's only 14 trophies in this particular list versus what I told you before, 36 trophies in Quake 1. Now... The trophy distribution, I like because it's going to help my profile out a lot in terms of balance, but it's really not a great distribution in general when you think about it. It's got 10 gold trophies, 3 silver trophies, 0 bronzes. Luckily, it does have a platinum because without that platinum there, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. That's like some no-plat kind of game energy with that 10 golds, 3 silvers, 0 bronzes. I'm like, you could easily see that being a game that doesn't even have a platinum, but thank God they decided to to put one in. And all the, all the trophies really have you do, and all the trophies are around the story beats in each of the campaigns, basically. So just like other id software games, the single-player component is structured into, like, acts. And different acts will have different, you know, story-related events and trophies tied to them. And then just like in Quake 1, you know, this version of Quake 2 has the expansions that were eventually released for the game, the WADs. And also a brand new campaign, which I think is the coolest part about it, is that there is a new sort of created extra add-on experience for this, just like they did for Quake 1. So that is the same, and I think that that's really cool. Also, just in general, while the trophy list might not be that great, I did just want to say it. this game has its online multiplayer functionality that is cross-play as well, like right off the rip. And so we can play with like PC and Xbox people and do like deathmatch and all kinds of multiplayer stuff from Quake right now on the game which i think is really really cool and in a weird way like it's kind of a blessing that they don't actually ask you to do any of that for the trophy list so the trophy list is simple but at least it's not going to have you do multiplayer in the in the pvp sense the other thing that's different than quake one with this is that you can play the whole thing in co-op if you want to it's couch co-op and it's online co-op so and it's on Mm. game pass and i think it's crossplay. so Slugger, you could go play this on Xbox, for example, if you don't want to do the trophies for it, and we could co-op through the campaign on easy 
and get the platinum in the hundred percent, you know? So it's, it's pretty, cool. it's pretty interesting. And I think there, yeah, so there's, it's all story related stuff. There's no multiplayer trophies. There's no difficulty trophies and there's no like find the secret areas and there's no miscellaneous combat trophies. It's really just like the most plain <laughs> and kind of vanilla list that you can have. One thing that it does have going for it is the actual artwork for the trophies is not horrible. Like they seem to be some of the character models and enemies from the game. And then the platinum image, which the platinum is called quad machine, which I don't understand what the reference is, but I, I might get it by the time I beat the game. Um, it's got like a like banner of some sort of alien like empire on it, which looks pretty interesting. I think for the Strog or the Strogue, however you pronounce it. But otherwise, the trophies just have various models and different objects from the game, some of the enemies, some guns, stuff like that. So I don't know. And then even the the name of the trophies, like there's nothing special going on. Like so, for example, established communications is the trophy title for. In Quake 2, establish a communication link to the command ship. Silver trophy, right? Next one. Destroy Strog Logistical Train. Then the trophy description. Destroy the Strog Logistical Train. Or store power to the key warehouse component. So, like, they're not doing anything funny with the naming conventions either. It just, it, it really just seems so odd to me how the same team and the same people can be working on this game. And they can make a trophy list, like for Quake 1 which is really, really intense. And I would say, too, like, the trophy list for Doom 1 and Doom 2 are hard because you have to beat that on co-op on Nightmare, right? You have to do some pretty intense shit to get those Platinums. And this is another id game, another one that Bethesda has published since and ported to the PS4 and PS5. And while the other games also sometimes have low amounts of trophies, like, I think Doom only has 10 trophies. Like, again, it's tough, and it's actually varied. There's a combat miscellaneous stuff in it as well. And this is just not that. And I... I I really picked this and pivoted from what I was originally going to talk about because I think it opens a good discussion. So I'm curious what you guys think. Like, in this scenario, I don't think that this trophy list is very good at all. But in terms of me as just a person who likes boomer shooters and wants to play Quake 2, I don't hate the list because it basically means I can just get the plat and not have to worry about it. So I'm kind of torn. Like, I think it is. I think it is a bad list, but I think... For me, I'm kind of excited that it's a bad list. <laughs> I'm just like curious what yeah. you, what you guys think about this in, this interplay. Like, how would you look at a list like this, and how do you evaluate it? I feel roughly the same as you. Uh, where like I'm really torn. So, as a trophy hunter who likes analyzing lists and looking at guides and seeing like the most efficient way to get the platinum in games and kind of like doing that, um, it's a little disappointing because it's just like you said, it's just beat the game. There's no missables. Like, do everything. Or did you mention the Quake 64 bit? Quake 2 64 bit? Oh, no, I didn't. So, so yeah, like, go, go ahead. It includes that as well, correct? Yeah. So, the list, um, this game, you actually, you're actually getting two games in one. I don't know how much they vary. I, I, so I'm going to sound a little, uh, unintelligent, but, this game comes with Quake 2 and Quake 2 64. There is a single trophy for Quake 2 64. Uh, I don't know what that <laughs> entails. I assume it's beating Quake 2 64 based, kind of based off the image because it looks like a final boss. So yeah, the trophy list really is just beat Quake 2, beat Quake 2 64, beat all the DLCs. So as I was, as I was saying, as a trophy hunter, it's a little disappointing because it's 
I don't know. You can get creative. You could throw a ton of miscellaneous trophies in here. Throw like 30 more bronzes in here mm-hmm. and get a bunch of like random shit you could do. Uh, but instead we get this. Now, as a dad who doesn't have a lot of time and is kind of over following guides, it's kind of cool. Like I could open this up. I don't have to look at my phone. I can throw headphones on and just jam and kill monsters and I get a plat coming my way. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So co-op, even crossplay. Yeah, I will say it could be a lot worse because as I was looking in the PSNP like forums, I guess Quake Two released on the Xbox 360 back in 2005 with the exact same trophies or (laughs) the exact same achievements. Guess how many gamer score you get for beating that for earning all the achievements there. Oh god, a hundred? <laughs> Zero. Zero. <laughs> there was nine this is so fascinating to me. Nine Quake Two achievements worth zero gamer score. And it takes about eight to ten hours to unlock all the achievements. <laughs> Dude, that's so weird. I the only other I've only ever heard of one other time with that, and I know there's some trophies for that in or achievements for that in Blue Dragon the RPG that are also worth zero. zero. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so what was, weird. What was going on over there? I played 360. I don't really remember that, but well, what were they thinking? You know, they, they experimented with those point values a lot, which is a bad thing, I think overall, but I, it was interesting, at least in the moment. Like I totally remember there being games where you get a like 13 gamer score or like, yeah, or like it, a seven or yeah. And you, your whole profile will be fucked because your, your gamer score would, your number would never be able to correct itself. You know, like it's yep. just like, it's always going to end in this weird number. It was so weird. And I yeah. thought I follow the achievement subreddit and every now and then there's like a, a user who posts and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm at this like odd number. I need help finding achievement worth finding an achievement worth three gamer score. <laughs> and people will be like, Oh, he- <laughs> Here's these like four achievements that are worth that. Like do one of these. <laughs> That's so weird. It's just so yeah. weird. But but yeah, real so, quick, like before Daryl, I want to get your opinion on this too. But just to kind of back up your point, Slugger, like the miscellaneous trophies in Quake One weren't like they were even that crazy, right? It was like friendly fire, a silver trophy to kill a monster with another monster's attack. Okay, whatever. Like it's gonna happen naturally through the course of play anyway. But like it's cool, right? You get something for it. Uh, the Shambler dance. Silver trophy, kill a shambler before it's able to cast its lightning attack. Similarly, you have a close shave, kill a shambler with an axe. You know, like, it wasn't that hard to do some of this stuff, you know, just to put a little bit of extra thought into it. And if you're going to go to all this effort, you're going to give us all, you're going to give us Quake 264, which, if it's like Doom 64, is a completely different game, basically. So you're giving us two full games and three expansions, one of which is brand new, created by Machine Studios and Night Dive but you're not going to put any extra like fucking trophy where, I don't know. It's just so odd. It's just so odd. But, but Daryl, what yeah. do you think? Uh, just looking at it. Um, I mean, I really do not like the list, so I'm just going based off what I, I don't really know much about Quake. I don't know anything about this game. Um, which is kind of sad, man. I feel like I don't play enough games. <laughs> this is old. But, I mean, this is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even play I don't. I can't recall games I played when I was younger, but I remember Quake being back in the uh, back in the day. I just never got into it. But anyways, yeah. yeah. Um, I do not like the list, but for a different reason. So, 
trophy description and the trophy requirement, I absolutely do not like it. Like, this gives me Horizon Zero Dawn vibes because mm. it's exactly the same. Like, the title, like the very first trophy, Establish Communications. Yeah. Quake 2, <laughs> Establish a Communication Link to the Command Ship. It's exactly <laughs> how Horizon Zero Dawn was set up, and I didn't like it. Don't fucking say, man. I already know. I just read the trophy title. It mm-hmm. told me exactly what I needed to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty dumb. You know, like you said, there really was no extra thought put into the list in this particular category. Like, it's just, uh, that's like a big pet peeve for me. Like, give me some, give me some spice, dude. Like, tell, like, uh, just really annoying, frustrating. I yeah. mean, the artwork's not bad. You know, I don't really know much about the game, but this, some of the enemies in here look pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, that platinum, though, man, they know what's up. Yeah, that looks gives me Wolfenstein <laughs> quad machine. They do leg day. That gives me Wolfenstein <laughs> two vibes. The picture, I don't, I don't exactly know why, or like Wolfenstein vibes. Yeah. Well, now you're mentioning, yeah, it, it, I would say, I would say the same. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, man, that no strong will stand in my way of complete domination. That's gonna be my, uh, that's gonna be my quote when I'm squatting. No will stand in my way of complete <laughs> domination. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's nice. what I'm gonna say, man. Nice, dude. Oh, that was great. Yeah, it's it's weird. I I just feel very conflicted about it. Like we said, I on the one hand, like you're saying, Slugger as a dad, or like yeah, for me, it's like where I want something quick and easy that I don't have to look at a guide for. I think I'm really feeling that because Final Fantasy VI, I'm following a text guide, like, beat for beat. So I'm so... It's like this thing where it's like when I'm playing PlayStation, I'm basically, like, on my phone at the same time, too, the whole time. And that's not really, like, very fun for long periods of time. So I'm really looking forward to this game. It's just like a a palate cleanser. You know, you should be able to beat it in, like, probably, like, 15 hours. on, And you can put it on easy or normal and just go through it. There's one person already on the PS5 who has the Platinum. So it's coming along, but yeah, that's Quake 2. I purchased it already, so as much as I'm kind of bad-mouthing some pieces of it, I bought it already right away. I'm very excited to play it, and yeah, let me know if you're going to pick this up. I'm curious. I do want to say before we transition, uh, I looked up Quad Machine and what that is. That is the name of like the main theme song. Mm. Um, Really fucking good. I guess it was good enough to be a collectible in doom eternal oh so if you play doom eternal you can actually find this song and like play it uh while you're playing like certain levels so oh, man i need to play I, doom eternal fucking a yeah while you were talking i i just searched quick to quad machine pulled up the song listening to it on youtube sounds killer oh hell yeah sounds dope <laughs> all right let's get go to the playlist <laughs> there you go that's yeah dude do it for leg day do it for fucking leg day. Yeah, this, this is a leg day song, <laughs> if I've ever heard a leg day song. <laughs> All right. Well, very cool. Thanks, guys, for listening to that. And, uh, yeah, I'll pass it off to Slugger. Why don't you talk to us about what you've got for your trophy list review? Okay. I'm going to do Remnant 2. The reason why I chose this game, I know Remnant 1 was kind of like a – I think it was pretty well regarded, but it seemed, like, underrated, like – People who played it enjoyed it, but it wasn't heavily talked about. So I'll follow our kind of typical template as I go through this. 
This was developed by Gunfire Games. The only other games they worked on were uh, the first Remnant, published by Gearbox. Gearbox is pretty well known. This game released on the 25th of July. And another reason I wanted to cover this, uh, because this is pretty rare right now, but this game is only $50 if you buy it brand new. Oh, shit. Uh, which is pretty rare in a time where all our games are 70 bucks for the base edition, and you're looking at like $100 for, you know, the like deluxe editions. Yeah. Um, Quake 2 is only 10 bucks, by the way. Just FYI, I forgot to say that. That's only 10 bucks. Yeah, it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Take a note, Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm not paying 50 bucks for Red Dead again. The um, same Red Dead? Yep. The anyway. same Red Dead, no upgrades. Fucking A. But yeah, Remnant 2, I'm hearing like nothing but praise for this game. It seems really cool. The only thing personally holding me back from purchasing it is I've started the first one and I haven't completed the first one. And I feel like it'd be irresponsible for me to just go and buy this on a whim. I'm trying to get better without completing the first one. Um, the distribution for the game, much better than Quake 2, uh, but still a little weird. There's 34 bronzes. So like a, a nice healthy amount of bronzes, 15 silvers. Nice to see healthy amount of silvers. Only one gold. That's where <sighs> I get kind of confused. Like, how do you only have one gold? Is it for beating uh, the game? Is that what the gold is? Ooh, I should have researched better. Um, I'll check it out too. Cause, yeah, it, cause be, if it's, cause it, cause if it's for that, then it's like, Oh my God, <laughs> for yeah, real. Defeat, oh. defeat the final boss. Oh, and then one platinum. Let's see a little bit about this game. So the Remnant series is known for being kind of like a third-person shooter crossed with a Souls-like game. So range combat, gun combat is very heavily involved. There is some like melee. I know in the first game it was kind of jank. I In my research for this trophy list, I read the melee is like vastly improved in the second game and you can make full builds around the melee but in the first game it was mainly like guns and you could have like assault rifles um semi-automatic rifles shotguns and you kind of like made your builds around what type of gun you used Uh, but you follow a so second game this takes place after the first story i don't know exactly if the first game is like required playing to understand what's happening here. I didn't know what the um, fuck was happening in that first game. Yeah. Like, like I, I mean, played it, the whole thing, but I just, I couldn't tell you. If it's a typical souls, like the story is probably like told through the items and mm-hmm. who's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so this game does follow or start immediately after the second or sorry, this game follows immediately after the first game. And you are a nameless survivor, so whatever character you create, you create your own character. You're tasked with stopping the root. And the root is a race of evil plant species which seeks to destroy the multiverse. So there's a lot of like world hopping in this. It is procedurally generated worlds. So if you play the game once and then go through and play it again... You're going to be like in the same zones, but the layout's going to be different. Think like uh, like Diablo, for mm-hmm. instance. Like the zone looks the same, but the layout's different. And there may be like different enemies, different bosses like in that zone. That's 
kind of the same idea here. So a little bit of RNG to this trophy list. If you go for the platinum, the difficulty playing with other people is a four out of 10. If you roll through it solo and just try to do it all by yourself, you're looking at a six out of 10. Hmm. And we mentioned this earlier about how it's a, I like I had said it, it's a short game or can be a short game, RNG dependent. I believe, or sorry, PowerPix has it listed at 20 hours, but it's 20 plus hours. So if you just get really bad like RNG luck and you're not getting the requirements you need for trophies, like you could be looking at more than 20 hours, but if you're just kind of steamrolling this and getting lucky, you can do it as fast as 20 hours. No, oh, interesting. Um, That's actually really fast. I think I think much quicker than the first game. I'd have to look again, but I feel like the first game there was like branching paths, and you like you just couldn't get all the bosses in a single playthrough. So you like at least well, had to beat the game twice. Yeah, that it's kind of similar here. Um, that was kind of my what I was going to talk about next. So for the platinum, you only need to get one playthrough. Everything else can be cleaned up in adventure mode. I don't know if Remnant 1 had adventure mode. I'm pretty sure it did. But from what I understand, adventure mode is like you just continue with your character. You can keep uh, like teleporting to random worlds. They're procedurally generated. And you kind of hope like either the bosses you need to kill or the items you need to pick up. You kind of hope those spawn in that instance. And if they don't, then you clear it and you run adventure mode again and hope for the best. We've talked about this a lot. Unfortunately, this game is plagued by it, but there are trophy counters on the list in this game. And some of the trophies that have the trophy counter are bugged. <laughs> so people were talking about uh, leveling trophies being bugged, collecting scrap, which is like the currency in this game. Uh, the trophies for that are bugged. It doesn't seem like it's tied to playing co-op, playing single player. It's kind of random, unfortunately. And the only thing I can think of is like there's something with these trophy counters, the trophy trackers that are like built into the PS5 now that are like messing. Either the developers don't understand it or there's some type of communication error. But I've talked before about how I encountered this with Dead Island uh, 2. This game kind of suffers the same thing. So it's kind of a dice roll on if you're going to be bugged or not. There's really no like firm way to know like these trophies are going to pop a hundred percent because I followed all the guidance. Like, and that's kind of frustrating. Hmm. Uh, yeah. It's I'm looking at true achievements. Cause I was just, we have this discussion all the time. I'm like, is this because of the PS five specifically? And like, does this happen on Xbox where there's not different SKUs? But I think in this instance, there isn't a PS4 version, right? There's no, It's only for PS5? Yeah, it's PS5 okay. only game. Oh, yeah, and I'm seeing here, too, that some of the achievements are buggy. So in this instance, it just sounds like it's just fucked. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, according to PowerPix and kind of what I read on PSNP, like, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just kind of luck. Okay. Um, Some players were trying to tie it to, like, oh, I played co-op with a buddy... And it didn't count like the 5,000 scrap I got while I was playing with him. So I had to go and collect 5,000 scrap solo and it worked. But other people are like, hey, I was offline the whole time and I was solo the whole time and it's still bugged. So it's it's kind of up in the air, it seems like. But yeah, 
we have if you go for the platinum trophy i'll kind of give a quick rundown of like if you go for this platinum what it would look like first you're going to play through the story while you're playing through the story you want to talk to everyone because there is three trophies that are like semi-missable where if you come across certain characters and don't talk to them you can miss a trophy there's like characters for meeting and talking to specific characters so as you play through this game talk to everyone you can as you come across like friendly npcs uh those are really the only missables outside of that everything else can be done in adventure mode and if you miss it no big deal you just keep grinding but yeah step one play through the story talk to all the characters there's a guy in the game called Mudtooth. uh he tells you stories about the world and gives you like lore you want to talk to him as much as you can and exhaust all his stories because there's a trophy for hearing all his stories and um once you beat the game and get all those semi-missable trophies you roll into really the adventure mode and the adventure mode is just like i said you're replaying all the levels you have you keep your character progress you're just hoping to fight bosses you haven't fought before or collect items you haven't collected before at this point you're really just kind of playing for funsies and praying to rng gods <laughs> and then the platinum should be yours it's fairly straightforward some trophy like basic there is a trophy for receiving a story item uh the trophy for listening all to all of mud two stories i talked about that there's nine trophies for beating bosses so i don't know if that means there's nine bosses in the game or if there's more than that and there's only trophies for nine of them i'm not 100 percent sure there's two trophies related to beating aberrations i think there's one for beating five aberrations and then 25 aberrations i actually have it right here i don't know why i'm guessing <laughs> 10 and 10 and 25 aberrations in this game think of like playing diablo 3 or diablo 4 you come across an elite enemy and they have like special abilities that like your base enemy uh doesn't have that's what an aberration is one trophy for beating 100 special enemies similar to aberrations but I'll be honest, I don't quite know the difference. I think aberrations are stronger than special enemies. Special enemies are kind of like the in-between. Okay. Uh, another trophy for beating a world boss. I believe world bosses were in the first remnant. Colin, you'd probably be able to... Yeah, it's like you go th the, you're, when you're going through the biome or whatever, you have like little smaller bosses on the way, and then it culminates in like the final boss of the area, and then you go back to like a little hub world. And then you go to, okay. like, and then you go to like the next area. So Yeah, okay. So if you find a mini-boss in the world, you'll get a trophy for beating him. You'll get a trophy for beating a boss without taking any damage. Uh, based off of everything I've read, I would assume that's probably the hardest trophy because everything else is just kind of playing the game. I would say that looks like the only skill-dependent one. Two trophies for discovering like secret areas, and then everything else after that is upgrading your weapons, crafting a certain amount of weapons, leveling up your character, collecting a certain amount of scrap, uh, which is the currency in the game, and acquiring a certain amount of items or weapons in the game. And that's kind of the rundown. So really all you got to do is play the game, beat all the bosses, collect all the items, and really the platinum's yours, and hope, you know, hope it doesn't bug out. It seems fairly straightforward that you could do without a guide as long as you talk to everyone. Yeah. Um, 
and i like that it and to me this is like what the quake 2 trophy list could have been like yeah if you don't want to make it overly difficult that's totally fair but you can still make it interesting you know there's nothing yeah. on this that says anything about doing something on specific difficulties right so it's just right yeah i mean you could just do it on normal or whatever if you wanted the entire time and yeah i don't know it's very odd <laughs> it's very odd yep it is it seemed like they rushed quake two out though but i'll i'll keep moving on this yeah um since we like to talk trophy art i will hit that I'm torn because I like the trophy art, but it's not colorful at all. The entire list is like a black and white skew. It like it looks nice, but just not creative color wise. It doesn't follow the kind of standard stuff we've seen lately where bronzes, silvers and golds all kind of follow a certain color pattern. It is just strictly black and white, um, but it's pretty cool. Like for defeating the certain bosses or meeting the certain characters, it's, you know, a black and white picture of that character or of that boss you defeated upgrading your weapons upgrading your level you just get nice clean numbers there in black and white that say like one of the trophies is all these traits obtain 10 traits and you get those for leveling up and it's just the number 10 in a circle so kind of basic but not like the worst i've ever seen do you guys have the list up right now? Do you have anything to add on the art? Any I I also yeah I felt like it was a little it was a little basic, but there is a couple of the images that still like the one of the moon for like the blood moon trophy or whatever that still looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, in general, I don't know. I understand they're trying to go with like a theming there, and I like it more yeah. than the bronze border for bronze trophy silver. You know that whole like spiel that normally happens. So I think it's better than that, but. It would have been nice to see some pops of color, maybe just to like accentuate some of the images. Right. Daryl, you got anything to add on art? Not really. I guess the only thing I will say is it, it kind of follows the same pattern as the first game, uh, the black and white style, uh, which is cool. Oh, yeah. and, you know, they kind of kept up with that, um, with that pattern. So. I mean, some color wouldn't hurt, but I think the platinum could probably use some work. It's literally the same thing as the other one, minus just the different trophy title. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Huh. Yeah, it is. These fuckers. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> think go- we noticed. What's going on with these guys, really dude? It is. Okay. Wow, dude. So... On that note, I just reviewed the Remnant 1 and 2 trophy list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two games in one. I mean, in a way, we I did the same for Quake, dude. We're doing we're doubling up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's that's ridiculous. But yeah, that is this game in a nutshell. Um, like I said, I really wanted to hit it because seeing a game at that $50 price point and uh kind of being as highly regarded as it is right now, like like I said before, I'm seeing, I'm reading a lot of good stuff about the game. It's cool to see like a game end up in that middle tier price point getting praise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had and... so I had low or if if low, not like mostly even no expectations for this game. Like I wasn't excited about it really at all when it got announced. Like I wasn't like hating on it. I was just like, ah, I'm just no desire to pick it up. But I've heard really good things too, and the trophy list yeah. is 
to me, it seems simpler than the first game. Maybe I'm missing something where the first game did have adventure mode and it actually would have been really easy for me to like clean up stuff. But I thought the game was fun co-op, like the first one. You know, it's just a, it's a cool one to play with friends. So if you've got a squad to play with, I think this could be a really good one. Yeah, I would agree. Re like doing the research on this game really makes me want to go back and play the first. The first kind of moved up in my interest list on mm. what I'm going to play soon. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I guess overall to recap everything, very simple list. Don't really need a guide. Just talk to all the characters you can in the game while you're playing through, and that'll clean up the missables. Everything else you'll kind of just earn with time as you beat the game and then go through adventure mode. And that's Remnant 2 in a nutshell at a nice price point. Hell yeah, sir. Very good. Awesome. Well, Daryl, what do you have for us? Do you have another subpar trophy list that has lazy development behind it? <laughs> uh, that's just no, mine, I guess, actually... not Remnant. <laughs> yeah. I actually think I got a good list um, to share with you guys. So uh, the game I'll be talking about is Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Ooh. So it's a game that I, similar to you, Colin, I kind of flipped the script last minute, like minutes before the show, <laughs> and just decided this will probably be something I would want to talk about. Just because I don't think I've ever talked about a musical game. And, you know, maybe this is something Slugger might enjoy because it involves music. Uh, I'm Googling so, right now. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. Let me know what you think. So while you do that, I'll go over, you know, just the basic run of the game. So it's developed by Summerfall Studios. This is their first game, and they're based out of Australia, uh, published by Humble Games. It is a music and role-playing game, only single player, and it is available on PS4, PS5, and other um, systems as of August 10th, 2023. So you can pick it up today if you like. Or, you know, when you're hearing this. Damn, two games uh, that just came out today, bro. Let's go. Reels. <laughs> 30 bucks. You can pick it up for 30 bucks. So the game is fairly new, as expected. So player count is pretty low. I think last time I checked, there was just only like 11 recent players on the PS5 version. So... Game, Stray Gods, role-playing musical. What the hell is this oh, game about? Dude. I don't want to cut you off. I'm going to have to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you keep going. Yes. And then I'll come I back. picked a good one. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the game, Stray Gods. So, uh, players assume the role of Grace, a college dropout who finds herself accused of murdering the last muse. Grace must prove her innocence to a pantheon of Greek gods consisting of Athena, Apollo, Persephone, and Aphrodite, all within seven days. She must learn to wield her newly developed powers of music to find out the truth behind Calliope's death. Thanks, Wiki. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much the gist of the game. Uh, so if you like music, you know, you're into those musical games... And also adding in a mix of like Greek mythology. This is definitely a game for you. 
Um, I would like to pick this game up simply because I like mythology. Greek mythology is like something I've always like enjoyed reading about all the stories, all the tales. You know, that's something I've really like enjoyed reading over the years. Yeah. Uh, so just, you know, this would probably be a game I would like to pick up. So trophy wise, there's no hidden trophies, so you won't have to worry about me spoiling them for you accidentally. But uh, Colin... Now, I know you enjoy this very much because you mentioned this earlier at the top of the show. Trophy name for the Platinum is Platinum. So oh, my to, fucking God. I mean, at right least away. in the musical sense, it's like Platinum Record, right? You have a little bit of an extra reasoning for it. But dear God, dude, come on now. <laughs> Just to throw a cherry on top, mm -hmm. there is a uh, Master Lock on there as a picture. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just man. hoping that there's like something where like if I get the platinum, it'll actually reveal the true platinum image. I doubt that's gonna happen. But that is such a it just what the fuck? I'm looking at it right weird. now. Weird. Yeah. Oh my it's god. A strange artwork. For that. Uh. So yeah. Uh. The platinum. You know, talked about that already. End of the road. Inherited the legacy of the last muse. So the muse, you know, in Greek mythos, they're basically like um, the artsy-fartsy gods. You know, they're all about the, <laughs> the music, the fine arts. Poetry. You know, the mm -hmm. literature, poetry, like all of that. That was kind of like what they governed. And like I mentioned about the, the, the game, you, know, you, you become one of the muses. And then, you know, you get, you get these powers... And then you are a part of this chorus. I guess all the gods are a part of, they, they can all sing, supposedly. <laughs> and you become a part of this band called the chorus. So that's basically what that, uh, this is what consists of all the Greek gods um, who are open to welcome you to the group, but they definitely have their suspicions because you somehow ended up with a god's power and somehow the god got murdered and you show up and they're like, uh, you know what? I'm going to have to kill you. Um, <laughs> so that's the game kind of just going based off of that trophy. Uh, so the, the game itself has one platinum, four gold, seven silvers and 26 bronzes. Uh, the game is broken up into three acts. Uh, finishing Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. And from what I saw on a video of an initial playthrough, the game is roughly 6 to 7 hours long. Uh, so because the game is fairly new, like I said, there's really no guides out there to really confirm if there's multiple playthroughs. But once you go through the list, the list itself does hint at multiple playthroughs just by what you're required to do during your trophy uh, hunt. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of the trophies, they, um, I am pretty confident I I know what they're referring to, but a lot of these are speaking in code. I'm really not sure what they're talking about. Uh, to me, it sounds like it's more story-related stuff, so I didn't really look into the story too much. They didn't want to spoil a lot, so I'll kind of like bring up a few just so you kind of feel what I'm talking about. So... Uh, let's see. So I already talked about the the acts. There's three different acts. Uh, this, the next one that follows is Against All Odds. You survived Against All Odds. That's kind of like one I just mentioned where I really don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. I can kind of assume it's like, you know, 
maybe there's doubts about you as a new god, something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Virtuoso, listen to every song. Uh, so there are, I so this these would be the collectibles for this game. Maestro, music is now your province. I really don't know what that means. Uh, so the next three, <laughs> uh, fiery, charismatic, and cunning. These are the ones I want to talk about because, like the game, um, suggests it's, it's a role playing musical. So at the very beginning of the game, you pick a trait that works for you. And, you know, these traits are kind of like different types of like music styles, I would say. So, like, fiery, this is more like the punk rock person. Uh, the charismatic, you know, this is like, um, I'm I'm just gonna throw a name out there. This like be like the Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's like pop music. This is you singing from the heart. Mm, mm. A cunning, uh, cunning. What the hell would a cunning trait in singing be? (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) You get what I'm saying? There's like different traits that you can choose that fit like kind of your personality, your play style, and this is what I'm talking about. Where this is this would suggest multiple playthroughs so i feel like you would have to go through all of these uh individually in the three separate playthroughs and just you know write it out until the end i don't know if you can change mid-game but i feel like once you pick your trait you're stuck with that trait until the end of the game so mm-hmm. you know potential multiple playthroughs that you're going to encounter and the next few so this game does have romance uh, options as well. Ooh. And the, this is really cool because you can actually, you know, romance Greek gods. You know, it's pretty cool. Wow. So uh, I don't know if they're all gods, though. But you can, you, you can romance certain people. So you can have relations with the gods or even characters in your life. And this game, there's a ton of characters. There's a ton of characters. Like, I'm reading the list. And there's so many characters, but then, like, when I looked at different guys, there's just even more characters that I didn't even know were in this game. So, really cool thing. You know, you can have a relationship with Apollo if you wanted to, Persephone. I really like the artwork because it's really relevant to the trophy description. So, like, Apollo, you know, you can actually have a relation with them. Their artwork is, um, like relevant to the god so apollo greek the son of uh the god of sun you know brings light every day uh his artwork is like a sun enclosed with a heart that's pretty much the same for all the other romance options available uh persephone is pretty cool because she's like the wife of hades so her artwork is like a skull with the heart so that's pretty cool and then some of the characters have items or physical features that pertain to them that makes it obvious that you can actually have romance options with them. Uh, So that's pretty cool. Uh, Everything has changed. This is another trophy. You'll always have your friends. So this kind of makes me think that there's ways where you can like be friends with everyone or you can just like be an ass and just like i don't want to be your friend i'm cool i'm a rock star you Mm -hmm. know something like that Mm -hmm. uh heartbreaker (laughs) so the heartbreaker is no harm in checking out all your options so i feel like you can you can fool around and (laughs) just not be committed to anybody i feel like that's what that trophy is all about yeah just breaking hearts man yeah or like yeah you're choosing none of them you know yeah, you're just playing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
a lot of the trophies that follow afterwards screams to me that they're more story related yeah a lot of them feel like it's just like the outcome of the story outcome of the choices you make so that's pretty much what the gist of the list is all about so you know decide to stick with your best (laughs) decide to stick with your bestie uh so not a lot of scroll that's the decide to stick with your bestie and then the choice is yours decided to trust pan has your best interests at heart so this is one that i saw in a video where you can choose either side clearly you're just gonna have to play two playthroughs to get both of those but this is an example of like you know decision making that you'll come across in you know particular moments throughout the game yeah um choosing sides you know you can choose to be like a choose whoever god you want to ally yourself with there's a lot of that uh just a lot of decision making in the game that you have to make in these type of games uh so let's see yeah it kind of gives me like there's this game that came out recently star trek resurgence i don't know if you guys saw anything about that but it's basically like some of the guys that used to work at telltale and it's a star trek game and the trophy list when i looked at it was very much like this where it was basically like you're just going to be playing a telltale game but there's trophies for every decision permutation you know and then you're like you're going to have to do it like a minimum of like three times to do it it's like oh shit <laughs> yeah but that i'm getting heavy vibes like that for this game where it's just like you're going to have to go through it like <clears throat> like you said like two or three times pretty much yeah it definitely uh has those vibes you mm-hmm. know I'm glad you thought of that because right away I was thinking of like Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. one game that really came to mind. And um, yeah, there's just a ton of those like different decisions to make. I think one that you're going to have to make is like one pertaining to the, the throne, the throne of the underworld. So there's a few characters that can take the throne uh, and they're, um, you know, choose which of those characters to take the throne or you can even destroy the throne yourself so there's like just a ton of different options at, at your availability and you know just going through the list if you if you really like greek mythology a lot of the names a lot of the locations is really going to resonate with you mm-hmm. and you're you're going to find a huge interest in this game so Basically, that's pretty much the list. It's, it's pretty straightforward, minus like the ones that I talked about that kind of don't reveal a ton. But I really like the, the the trophies themselves. It doesn't really seem like it's that hard of a list. I think the artwork's really cool because it's really relevant to like the actual trophy. The artwork makes sense. So like if you read the trophies and you look at the artwork, you're gonna get it right away. Like oh, I know what they're talking about. It's really cool. And, like, just another example of, like, the artwork, you know, the throne that I talked about, taking over the throne of the underworld. There's characters in the artwork all wearing um, a crown on their head, you know. So these are characters who can potentially take over the over the throne, which is pretty cool. And then, like I said, you can also destroy the, uh, the throne as well. The artwork is just shown what looks like a broken crown. So really cool. You know, I feel like... This list, compared to the one that you reviewed, Colin, has a little <laughs> bit more thought with the list and the artwork. Oh, 100%. A thousand percent. Yeah. Which is just such a shame for a game that's 
so legendarily revered as Quake 2. You know? Like, come on. But yeah, this looks cool. I yeah. like the purple color scheme, too. It's a really interesting, like, color for the trophies. And the game itself, too. So I haven't really talked much about the game except for what it's kind of about. But if you've played The Wolf Among Us, this game will remind you a lot of that. The artwork's really close. There's, like, some 2D... I, you know some 2d styles to it but it reminded me a lot of wolf among us a game that i really enjoyed so that's kind of what pushed me to like eventually want to play this game yeah I, I was gonna say when you were initially talking about the game it made me like my mind immediately jumped to sort of like ancient greece or ancient roman like looking like aesthetic but actually it's very modern when i looked at the game it's almost like a noir kind of like it gives me Hades vibes, I guess, in terms of the yeah. in terms of the artwork. Mm -hmm. But the characters are exactly dressed. What I thought. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly right. And then the characters are dressed like in a modern way. So like the the one woman who appears to be in all the screenshots on the on the app for PlayStation, like she's wearing like a black leather coat. You know, it's like it's not like it's set in ancient Greece. It seems to be set in like modern day. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think this game looks cool. I'm actually more, when you initially talked about it too, I thought it was like a rhythm-based game. I was thinking like a rhythm-based RPG. But when I looked at more screenshots, I'm like, I think it's just a musical, like in terms of how the stuff's presented to you. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of singing and a lot of music in the game. But I don't, yeah. but I think it's going to play almost like a Telltale game, which has me pretty excited. So, yeah. Good choice, so, sir. I'm hyped. Um, I'll say I bought it. While you were talking, <laughs> wow, dude! I think that might be the first time that's happened on the in the history of the show. We definitely have added stuff to wish list before, but the straight up purchase right away, brother. Yeah, throw me in the repent our sins channel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, friends who play Slugger just popped on the app. <laughs> you had so you had me at music, but then as you were talking, you're describing it. I'm I'm doing my own research over here. I'm looking at the trophy list. Published by Humble Games. Um, I don't think we've talked about this enough. I feel like Humble Games is quickly, and that's like the Humble website where people will go and like get those very cheap game bundles and everything goes to donations. They start their own publishing studio. Right. Um, they've been putting out bangers. So Humble Games has published A Hat in Time, Slay the Spire, I Can Fell. I loved I Can Fell personally. Carto, which... It, I think is pretty supposed to be good. Dodgeball Academia, I played and loved. Oh, Unpacking, yeah. I played and loved. Midnight Fight Express, which we talked about, is coming to the service. Moon Scars looked like a dope, like Metroidvania that is on Game Pass currently. Um, like they put out a lot of good stuff. So that immediately piqued my interest the second I saw Humble Games. And then I was like, all right, I got to learn about this game. And Daryl, I don't think you really hit on it, but uh, I just searched like Stray Gods and one of the like quick reviews came up like, oh, it's star it's star studded cast. I was like, oh, who's on the cast? So let me go through this because it, it's kind of dope. Laura Bailey mm -hmm. plays the main character. I'm going to go through these. Laura Bailey plays Abby on The Last of Us Part 2 and she also plays... Uh, Mary Jane in the Spider-Man PS4, PS5 series. Is she not uh, Aloy or no? Am I tripping? Uh, no, she might. Is she Aloy? 
It's not showing on the known for. Okay, so probably not then. Yeah. All right, interesting. Who the hell plays Aloy now? Hmm. She's not listed here. Listed here for Horizon. Yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway, but um, still, good. A good voice actress for sure. So Laura Bailey plays uh, the main character. Troy Baker plays Apollo. Um, there's a bunch of people here, but I'm gonna hit the notables. Uh, Janina Gavincar. I didn't know who she was, but she is playing Knox in the upcoming Borderlands movie. She did the voice acting for Eden Versio in Star Wars Battlefront Two. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also on the morning show. She plays one of the characters. Uh, Carrie Payton plays. He played Ezekiel on The Walking Dead. Oh, He's cool. in this game. Yeah. Oh, shit. He did. Um, we get this too. <laughs> I'm going to butcher this. Abu Bakar Salim. Uh, he played. He was Bayek's voice actor in Assassin, Assassin's Creed Origins. He is in this game. Cool. Felicia Day. Do you guys know who she is? She sounds really familiar, but I, I can't like place it. She got popular off the YouTube series that was called The Guild, and it mm. was like kind of making fun of like D and D players. And mm-hmm. then she, she's a big host. She hosts a bunch of like game nerd related stuff. She does voice acting in this. Uh, Ra- Rahul Kohli. He was um, the cook in what was that show? The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, he's in this game. Yeah, dude. What? Oh. It is him. Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one I'll name, because it's the last one I recognize, Ashley Johnson, who, as we all know, played Ellie. Is that fucking Aloy, dude? Who's Aloy, bro? I'm looking this up. (laughs) (laughs) But Ashley Johnson, who voiced Ellie in The Last of Us, is also a voice actress in this. And there's a bunch of others, but those are kind of the big ones I noticed. And I was like, oh, shit, this is this is kind of like a nerd star studded cast. Like there's a ton of characters I've loved playing games who are like voicing characters in this game. And it's a musical and it seems like a decent trophy list. I'm in. I bought it. Wow, dude. Wow, oh, man. It's another yeah. one. So you Girl sold me. I, I knew nothing about this game until you brought this up. Like, I didn't know about this 20 minutes ago. Dude, that's amazing. Cool. I I will say I've done the small research I've done. I did see that it's supposed to be only like three hours, maybe even for some of the playthroughs. So even if you do have to do like four playthroughs or whatever, it should, should still be pretty quick. So that's heartening. Like to me, if it was like, oh, it's 10 hours and you got to do it four times, I'd be like, Ugh, come on, man. <laughs> so IGN gave it a seven. Hey, seven's good. Seven's yeah. good. I played uh, SpongeBob and the Cosmic Shake, which got a five from them. So don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> so. All right. Very cool, guys. I, I'm pumped. It's, I'm pumped you bought that right on the show, dude. Let's go. Well, very good. That's going to do it for here or for here. It's going to do it here for episode 91 of the show. It's getting late for us on a Thursday evening. Excited for the weekend here. Excited to get some gaming time in. You guys got your other show to do, which one more time, you know, go and check that out when it comes out. Hear the boys talk about TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, and go give some support to Kevin's podcast. Also, big shout out, just happened live as we were recording, but Pat the Trophy Hunter earned 
the Gran Turismo 5 Platinum after oh, shit. what has got to be it's like 600, 600 fucking hours <laughs> of playtime. <laughs> and I think it's his 100th plat as well. And he also did it on stream, so you can go and check that out. So check out Pat the Trophy Hunter streams. Pat, congratulations on that. That's a big, big accomplishment. He's been working on that forever. So congratulations, sir. And also go and check out Smack Release Podcast, community member. Wanted to shout that out, though he, that he's got some stuff going on. And, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting. I feel like I'm forgetting something else. Either way, we've got a lot of great community members that are making really awesome content. So come and check out the Discord. Go check out the Patreon if you're interested and connect with everybody we got a lot of cool people also check us out on x dude not on twitter on x but our our our, our x's are blowing up dude like they live in texas because daryl's posting these spongebob plats getting thousand views or whatever getting hella likes so you know what i mean come and check us out over there on x <laughs> thanks elon for that and yeah daryl why don't you tell the people where they can find you at uh you can find me the tall Samoan guy on psn profiles playstation native and on discord fantastic sir thank you oh and real quick for our x it's at trophy talk pod <laughs> i didn't say that but if you want to follow us there it's at trophy talk pod Lugger, where can people find you at you can find me on psnp discord and the playstation network at slugger jd and you can find me on x at slugger underscore jd fantastic so fucking stupid so stupid (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right and you can find me on psn profiles playstation xbox league of legends switch all the places youtube and twitch dk present thank you very much for listening to the show we really appreciate it and we'll be back in a few weeks time with episode 92 and what we have been playing maybe we can hear more about stray gods and the musical delights of the Greeks. Okay, that's it for us, boys. Take care, everybody. Happy gaming, and goodbye.